Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. Every week, I dive into who people really are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. We are back, everybody, on the Intoxicated Podcast. We're back. We did it. We made it to another episode. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Um, it is so great to be back. Uh, I hope you guys loved episode 201 with Serena Haynes. We got so much good feedback about that episode. I mean, I, I got so many messages, like, just with people being like, I enjoyed that so much. It's just what I needed. People were sharing it. So, like, just off the top, big Big thank you for all the support you guys have given given us um, for the first episode back after five months of No Intoxicated. So big, big thank you. Uh, and I am here with producer Sarah. Hello, everybody. Also, thank you for all the love so far. <laughs> all of the love. Also, and, hello. And I know it's confusing because we both have the same name. And... People might think I'm talking in third person, but we don't have a nickname for you yet. So for now, you're producer Sarah. I'm usually other Sarah, but then you're other Sarah. I don't like that, though. I think no. you should be either producer Sarah or like Sarah N or like, have you ever had a nickname? Yeah, I had Cream Puff for a long time. And then I also had. <laughs> I don't know if I love that or not. Uh, my rapper name was Little Twiz for a long time. Little Twiz? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Maybe let us know, um, <laughs> listeners, what you think Sarah's nickname should be um, to make this less confusing in the intros. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to be back. Have you done any comedy this week? I, I forgot to ask you that. You haven't, right? I haven't done comedy this week, but next week it's ramping up. Ne- next week it's ramping up. I did yes, comedy I did. on the Commons last night. Um, which was very, very interesting because people actually did come out. Um, but it was very weird doing comedy in a field, like for yeah. a group of people. And there was a really funny moment, and this person might actually listen. So shout out to Maureen. Um, but there was a moment just before the show started that someone showed up with children, and all the comics just started panicking and like Durham went over and was like just so you know it's a comedy show are you still okay with this and they were okay with it and we went on with the show but I happen to know a lot of us tried to censor our jokes I scratched out some jokes because I just knew that there was no way I could do them clean um but then at the end of the show I realized it was my friend Maureen who's a regular at Oasis who was there with her kid and then her friend and some other kids (laughs) Oh, so she was the God. one in that group and she came up and she was just like, and it, the funniest thing ever was like, uh, Durham came over at one point and he goes, I put you and Scott back to back. If you don't walk them, he will. 
can't even block them. They, they stayed for the whole show, and uh, it was really funny at the end because I was like, hey, kids, did you enjoy the show? And uh, one of them went, kind of. <laughs> Just so honest. So honest. I loved it. <sighs> I loved it so much, but uh, yeah, that was oh, an man. interesting experience. I didn't, I, people say that I didn't bomb, but I felt like I bombed because like you couldn't, when people laughed, you couldn't really hear the laughter that well. Um, that must have been such a terrifying venue. That was kind of like the Yacht Club though when I performed there because like there's the bottom of the Yacht Club, then there's the top of the Yacht Club yeah. and like you can't see anybody and you can't hear anybody, but people are there and like they told me I did a good job afterwards, but I felt like I bombed because like. Yeah. I thought I was performing for one person. Well, that's just it, right? <laughs> like, there was definitely times that I heard laughter, but there was definitely times that I heard silence, and it just felt like a worse silence because you're like in this wide open space. Um, but yeah, no, it was interesting. I'll just use the word interesting. I will go. I will do it again for sure because now I'm determined to do well there, and I'm going to use it as motivation to go back. That's so big shout out to Comedy on the Commons. So this is run by Durham Laporte, and it is every Tuesday at 9 p.m. on the corner of Roby and Quinpool. Wow. Yeah. Good directions. I'd have been like, it's the commons. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much on the corner there, like that, that baseball field. And I believe that it is going to be done until it's too cold not to. So um, come on out on the, these summer nights while you still can. Uh, but we're going to get into a topic for this intro. We'll try to do like a, a topic every time. Um, one thing that's been going on with me uh, this week, and also I gotta say, some of my friends too. It just seems like it's in the air right now. Is getting ghosted. Dun dun dun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put in like ghost sound effects here. Yeah, that was like, I, I tried to do a ghost sound effect. It didn't work. Though. Boo! Boo! Ghosted. So, um, I've been thinking a lot about this this week. Uh, because and I'll just be vague with this because I don't know if this person is going to tune in or not. But like I kind of had a little bit of a ghosting situation over text um, with someone that I thought I was going to meet up with and then just nothing. I had a good friend of mine get incredibly ghosted after like a month of seeing somebody. Um, and so we we've just been her and I have been talking about this a lot. Have you ever been ghosted, Sarah, in your in your life? I haven't, but I have done the ghosting. Like, I've been on the flip side of it. Okay, so save that opinion because that's going to be one of my questions, which is to to defend ghosting. But we're going to get into what we think is the definition of ghosting or what defines a ghost. You know what I mean? Like what 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 does ghosting mean? Um, and let me just see. Well, first of all, I did ask Instagram, "Have you ever been ghosted?" And sixty five percent of my followers on my personal Instagram, Sarah Mackle, said yes. Um, 35% said no. So high percentage, high percentage. None of that 65% was at the Commons last night because I have a joke about it and I asked the crowd, have you ever been ghosted? And it was dead silent. So... (laughs) (laughs) How appropriate. (laughs) So great. Great to see. Um, So that's kind of interesting. So it's a high percentage. And then I asked... In your mind, what counts as ghosting? Okay, so we, I got a bunch of responses. Yeah. I will read some on here. So um, someone said, there's an ongoing conversation, a few dates, then nothing. They disappear. Okay. Uh, okay. Someone, not messaging, not, someone not messaging you back suddenly. 
Someone else said, no responding, no reason explanation after a date or maybe a good exchange. Um, Someone else said, completely ignoring someone you were previously chatting with with no reason why. Um, Serena Haynes, I want to shout her out because she answered. She said, them disappearing mid good connection. Yeah. Maybe after a few weeks. Okay. Brittany Campbell, I'm just going to say the people who I know are public, public facing people. Brittany Campbell, comedian, said, uh, um, being involved and both showing intentions of continuing that and then one person floating away. I hope she doesn't mean literally, like in the movie Up, just like floating into the sky. It's like in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Goodbye. That would be the most beautiful ghosting ever. <laughs> Um, someone else said no longer responding or initiating any contact. See, there's different opinions here. Another person said, if you've gone on at least one date, made plans for another, and then the motherfucker stops responding. And then here's another another few. Um, seemingly great connection, great conversations, and then all of a sudden a stop to all of it. And then someone else said, chatting a couple times, then gone without a trace. So there's different opinions of this some people think it's a timing thing you need to have met you need to have gone on dates a lot of other people say you don't necessarily need the dates you just need that connection or like that talking for the ghosting to happen um so i took this a bit further and i said does it count as ghosting if you've never met up and 60 percent said yes 40 40 percent said no Wow. So, okay. what do you okay. think? Do you think you you've had to have met the person to it's, have it be considered a ghost? It's such a weird thing for me because, like, I don't think I was in the dating game long enough to really get the ex- experience and figure it out. But I totally agree with what Serena said. Yeah, it's like a good con- sure. It's whatever that connection is, whether it's talking. Or yeah. um, or hanging out in person or seeing somebody. I my definition doesn't involve ha- needing dates. I don't. I don't think that there should be a date minimum. Mm-hmm. Although I think I said it on Geneva's episode that you've gone on a couple dates, so maybe I'm backpedaling because I'm just hurt right now. From yeah, <laughs> that yeah, could be it. Yeah. But my thing is, is is like if you're chatting, if you're texting or talking on a dating app. And then there's intention of meeting up. Like a, we should get drinks, we should hang out. And then someone takes it a bit further and says, we should do that soon. And then no response. And then writes you back again and goes, I'm free these days, how about you? And then nothing back. That's kind of, in my mind, a mild ghosting. Because (laughs) there was intention, there was, you know, it it was a week of talking, which I think is quite a long time for a busy person like myself. Um... And it just makes me mad that people just can't take the time to just go, I'm just not feeling this anymore. Best of luck. I'm just yeah. not feeling this anymore. Best of luck. Two I'm such a- sentences. Yeah. I'm really big on communication. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand why people can't do it. It blows my mind. But I think that you did get ghosted in a way because there is intent and there was connection. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I agree. Didn't and there was like that. some sort of like lead, like there there wanted to be something there, if yeah. that makes any sense. There was flirting, for was sure. I mean, if the guy tells yeah. you he's going to make a TikTok with you and then doesn't, that's a ghost. Um, yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> I, that's what I think. But I think I think what we've all learned here is that there's di- everyone has kind of a different definition of it. But I think, yeah. I think we can all agree that, like, human decency is nice. And, and 
you know, having be honest, be open and honest, be honest with people. So in defense of ghosting, I got a lot of responses again. Um, So some defenses of like defending ghosting somebody um if someone's very disrespectful that's fair i guess i guess you don't know if someone's disrespectful for you you have every right to just cut it off and i guess you don't have i'm the type to just want to tell people off i don't really have the strength to like just stop talking (laughs) um if you catch on to red flags okay but also i'm like why not tell the person that why not make it a teachable moment and make that person aware of what they're doing? That's just kind of how I think. Let me see here. I guess unless they're committed, they probably don't owe anything to the ghosty. See, I'd beg to differ on that. Time. Yeah. You're wasting someone's time. They're just waiting around for you. Yep. Uh, if you feel like the person is a threat to your safety. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Someone else wrote safety too. I don't think it is, but I did it after one very awkward date. It was mean and I regret it. Oh, interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> this this one tickles me pink here. Tickles me pink? Is that a phrase? <laughs> That's a phrase. I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one, um, this one's interesting. In my case, he was married and hid that bit of information, so I was pretty okay when I found out. Whoop. See, I'm never okay with it. Goodness. I just feel like it's the least you can do, is to be honest. And that's that. But do you want to quickly give your why you ghosted when you did it? Um, It was kind of weird, though, because I ghosted the guy that I was dating for six years because it was just like the end of our relationship. And I didn't know how else to end it. So I just stopped messaging him and just like deleted his number and like blocked him on social media. But to be fair, it was a very toxic situation. Okay. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. You just dropped a big bomb in this intro. You're going to, you guys are going to have to tune into Sarah's uh, solo episode of yeah. Intoxicated. He's got a little, he's got a little taste there. That was just a little tease. Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. We cannot wrap that, this up in a quick amount of time, but that's wild. No, no, but that's, that's what you get. I'm so anti-ghosting. I think it's so damaging. <laughs> I think it is cowardly. I truly think it's one of the best things you can give someone is just a little bit of an explanation or a, the tiniest amount of closure. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It just It's just enough to be better than nothing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But That makes sense, for sure. Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, we're going to get into the episode now. And before we get to this episode, just some quick, really quick call to actions. Please remember that you can send in your life questions, dilemmas, rants, really, truly anything. We love a life dilemma, though. So like advice questions would be awesome. Um, you can send those in via voicemail or through email, which is intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. The voicemail link is in the description of this podcast. It's also in the link in our Instagram bio. Do be sure to also follow Intoxicated on social media. Instagram is fire. We have a fire Instagram. Please follow us on there. Intoxicated podcast on Instagram, also on Facebook. Follow, follow, follow. Um, We are also looking for music. So... If you guys heard last week's episode, you would have heard the amazing song by Jade Bennett, who hopefully will be a guest soon on the show. Damned by Jade Bennett. Such a good song. I'm like obsessed with that song. We want more music from you local bands, musicians, artists. So if you are local, and by that I mean, I would say Canadian. 
Like, I mean, although we're, we're in the East Coast, but as long as you're Canadian, that'd be awesome. Um, you can email mp3 files to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Just include the song name, song title, a link to whatever streaming service you want me to link to, and the file. And we'll put it in the episode. Woohoo! How fun is that? So please send in music. Or if you know of, like, a good local person, suggest it to us because um, we are looking mm. for that. And obviously, subscribe leave a review i would love more reviews you can leave a review on apple podcasts helps out with the visibility of the show love visibility okay this week's episode <laughs> this week here we go this week's episode is with comedian Etai cooperman he hails from toronto but he spent a lot of time in halifax recently and we really we we love Etai, don't we we're big Etai fans just like the sweetest man. Sweetest man. sweetest man. He is the nicest guy. So he is what we would call a nice guy with a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. That's what he said in this episode, that he is a nice guy with a bad rep. So okay. this was a really fun conversation. Um, we did talk about a little bit about cancel culture. We talked about, um, you know, romanticizing, being positive over being negative. The importance of that. We talked about anxiety because we're all anxious balls of oh, neuroses. Anxious beans. We did talk a lot about comedy as well. So this was a great episode. But what I loved the most about this episode is just how um, confident and straightforward Itai was with his opinions. Like he seemed mm-hmm. to be very, this is, this is just my opinion. This is what I think. And, you know, knew what he thought. For his age, which he's a young guy, um, a young B. So and he was. Awesome. I like how he wasn't aggressive with his opinion, though. Yes, not aggressive at all. That. It was like talking with a a koala bear. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think koala bears are a little bit aggressive sometimes. Sorry, but they that, are very aggressive. I was trying and to compliment comedians. you, Itai. Um, but this was this was so super fun. So um, you're going to want to follow Itai Cooperman. Yeah, it is Itai Cooperman on Instagram. I will link below to that. Please give him a follow and um, stay up to date on what he is doing in comedy. He is back in Ontario as of now, I believe. But yes. Hopefully he will be around again and, um, you know, uh, I think he's great at what he does and just such a nice guy. So this was a really fun conversation and we hope you enjoy this week's episode with Etai Cooperman. That's my heart lying on the floor And I don't care to pick it up Oh no, my heart Have you gotten, do you get into like really deep combos with people a lot? Uh, are we recording right now? We are. Okay, I'm uh, sorry, I'm just making sure. I'm making sure, this is part of it, yeah. I love a cold open. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm a bit of an intense person. Uh, sometimes I've been described as that before so I feel like I can make uh, intense friendships and intense relationships like right away and I'll have like I don't know some uh, one of my good friends this girl I met like literally three weeks ago first day I worked with her she was telling me about her boyfriend that just broke up with her that morning for some reason 
You know what I mean? So people open up easily to you. Yeah, I think so because I'm very open and I guess I ask a lot of questions and... Oh, I yeah. love this. You're going to be such a good podcast guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, might as well just get into it, everybody. I mean, if you're good to get into it. I'm good. I like to just dive right in. Raw dog, you know? Yeah, of course. What, <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> yeah, who needs who needs podcast foreplay? No. Really? Yeah. Podcast foreplay is for, for chumps. Yeah. Is what I say. Um, everybody, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am so excited to be here with stand-up comedian Etai Cooperman. That's it. That's I, me. I said your name right. That was it. You spot on. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, before this, I forgot to ask you, like, if there's anything else I should call you other yeah. than comedian. Is there anything else? Uh, that's probably my moniker. That's my title. That's, uh, that's, it. that's all it is. Uh, <laughs> that's my... <laughs> <laughs> That's my I- fame? that's my identity, and I have nothing else going for me. Is <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Let's aren't you like a scientist or something? I I I have a degree. I have a science degree. I never used it for anything. I kind of uh, finished it up, and I thought I'm never gonna touch this ever. Because, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I went to school for uh, stats and math. My major was stats. My minor was math, and I coded a bunch in school. And I just uh, oh smarty pants. That's the jury's still out, but that's what so they all say. What drew you to that? Like, were you um, just always good at it in school? I was always good at math growing up, and yeah. uh, it was kind of it was what I what I thought I'd want to do for a while. Because when I was when I was in school or when I was young, I thought kind of you know get a job, make money. That was kind of like one and two of your goals. And then only when I started to get older, I started to think, what do I actually want to do? with yeah. my life like yeah don't want to waste my not waste my life because a lot of people who do like are data scientists and are mathematicians and they love it probably they love it yeah, yeah but i didn't so i find that that's the case with so many people who get degrees they're oh, like yeah. they're only doing it because they think that that's what they should be doing yeah you're pushed in there at 18 19 years old yeah and it's so hard to really make a decision about your life at that age your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're coming out of high school where all you did was be in school. So you don't really know what else there is. Yeah. Yeah. It's. But, I mean, I do think there's value in going to university because you do get that the critical thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, you do get, get to learn that. It's just a very expensive way to learn that. Yeah. Just start comedy. And then... Yeah. <laughs> And then you'll do critical thinking yeah. every minute of your life. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There's a there's other ways to go about it for sure. Yeah. Embarrass yourself in an open mic for years. Oh, okay. my but, goodness. Yeah. But like you're, so for those who don't know, Itai, so you are, you're new to this comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about the journey to, like how you got to Halifax, like where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing comedy my last year at school. Um I did five years, so I did comedy all throughout my last year at school, and uh, literally, like, my last year of school was when uh, Corona hit, so I guess that was 2020, was when I was about, I was about to, gra- I graduated in, in in the spring of 2020, so when Corona hit, oh, sure. um, I kind of moved back home with my parents, I was, I was back in, I was doing, I was doing comedy in London, Ontario, by the way, Ooh. and uh, yeah, so that's where I started doing comedy, and then it kind of, uh, throughout the pandemic, doing comedy all over, driving, driving different places, just wherever I can get on stage, and so my roommate in college uh, is doing his master's at Dalhousie and I was just on the phone with him in September and he's just telling and I'm complaining about all my shows getting canceled and he was like yeah you know things are open here why don't you just come live on my floor and I'm like all right that sounds like a play and I I slept on his floor for a month then it then found my own place but yeah that's what that's what brought me here oh shit 
Shit. Yeah. So you wondered, you came specifically for comedy. Yeah. It's not like you came for other reasons and then was like, oh, I'll just do comedy while I'm here. Like, y- you have a mindset of like, I will go to where there is comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, I thought, why not chase yeah. the, chase the mics and, I thought it was going to be an adventure too. I didn't think of it as a detrimental part of my life. It's not like I was leaving, quitting a job or doing anything drastic like that. I did quit a job, yeah. but it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was like a serving job. It wasn't like a, you know, a corporate hedge fund job, you know? Right. It's kind of this weird freedom, I think. Cause you, how old are you again? Tw- I'm going to be 24 on Sunday. 24 on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Cancer. Yeah, I'm a cancer. I'm a very emotional cancer man here. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Well, we'll get into that okay. when we get to the assumptions. All right, all right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have, might have, I might have broken the assumption already, but um, that's that is so interesting. So you came and so you you got here in January of this year. Yep. What did you think? What what? Well, actually, I shouldn't say did. What do you think of the Halifax? scene it's it's good there's a lot of strong comedians and there's a lot of people pushing making shows all over the place you know it's very similar to my time in london because london is probably like a a city of a similar size obviously halifax is a lot nicer than london but similar thing we have in london we had three open mics per week you guys had like i guess four or five but we had three open mics per week and some pro shows on weekends and a yuck yucks so similar kind of ordeal small town feel yeah it's a mix of things i think it's so important to have that club yeah like having the club in in a like a scene yeah. is, is so key. Yeah. And for a while there, we didn't have a club. I know. And then you guys had two. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah. And then we're back to having two, Cove I think. Cove is coming back, I think, in Cove the end of August. Burnside, which means I'll never go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, it's less ideal than it was. It was in a really good spot before, but. It was in a really good spot before. Yeah. It was a good, it was honestly, it was a good place to work. I did a lot of shows there. It was fun. Which reminds me that that's kind of where I met you. Well, I think I had seen you. Yeah. I had seen you, I think, at Daily Grind. No, I definitely saw you at Gus's when you came and watched, because I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who's this new young male comic <laughs> yeah, yeah. just coming in? The- like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just remember specifically a vibe that I got from you. Uh, yeah. But that vibe, obviously, we'll get to it. I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Uh, but we did, we did kind of talk initially at Cove when yeah. uh, uh, the amateur night, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was in my shell for a bit and then eventually started to get out of my shell. And yeah. I think we were drinking at Oasis one time. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, we were drinking. That's when I really started to talk to you guys. You know, coming up, you know, staying after shows, hanging out with the comics, which is so important, by the way. I think people tend to forget how social stand up is. Yeah, and that can be kind of a shitty thing about comedy, but also a great thing about it. It's kind yeah. of a weird double edged sword. Like I know, I do know a lot of people who have early bedtimes and they miss out on these moments after Ye- shows. But I think. That's the magic yeah. of going, doing stand-up. I know. Is that after the show, talk with all these weirdos that are just like you. Mm-hmm. You know? The, there's, you're right. There's a, there's, a, there's a fine line between you got to like spend time after the show, but you can't just... That can't be the only reason why you do shows. It's really like a... Yeah. Yeah, it is... Uh, it's a weird balance for sure. But shit, you're, social and you do comedy because you like comedy. You like comedians and comedians talk about comedy and, you know... Yeah. So you got to, you know... Yeah. You got to like it. And we're the same. We think the same way. Yeah. I think too. Like it's, there's a definite difference when I hang out with like what I call normies. Yeah. (laughs) Civilians. Yeah. Yeah. And comedians. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a lot more nervous to say certain things around non-comedians. Yeah. Comedians are your brethren. They really understand what you're going through and the trials and tribulations of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're like warriors on the field together. Yeah. So you got to there. You know, yeah, you got to. Got to bond. Yeah. Bond with each other. You do. But guys, we're going to get into the first segment of the show. Um, So assumptions. Don't punch me in the face. Ow. So this is where I'm going to tell you what my first impression of you was. Hit me. Which is I kind of thought this is going to be a frat boy asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. I'm so sorry. I uh, I hate to say it to you right now. Yeah. This is it's okay. This is a side story. But I befriended those two girls that go to Gus's pub all the time. Sarah and Sue. Mm. I, I I work with Sarah and I became like pre- a third Sarah. Another God damn. Sarah. Yeah, I befriended them and like and I asked them what they thought of me when I first saw me. They thought I seemed slimy on stage. So <laughs> this is the thing. So I actually do remember. Yeah. Seeing you, you and this is what I'll say. Okay, yeah. I'm going to defend my assumption. Go ahead. Because I saw you initially at Gus's. Yeah. And then I saw you at Daily Grind. This must have been. Was that was this Showcase Week or the week before Showcase Week? Oh gosh, I don't even remember. It was probably. Yeah, it was probably definitely like around that time. Yeah, because that's like that was my first show. Uh, it was Daily Grind the week before Showcase Week, and then I did. I did. It was. Yeah. It was. That was my first show, and then they then they threw me on Showcase Week the next week, <laughs> but, which was very nice of them. That whole yeah the whole showcase thing i got put on a showcase too and i got so in my head about it yeah as a stupid new comic being like is it too soon for me to be on this are people gonna think that it's too soon for me to be on this like martin asked me well it it must be because i'm good but like what does this mean like (laughs) i just i overthought that i actually did really well i did i messed up my opener but other than that i did well no that's good it means it honestly meant nothing (laughs) like in in the grand scheme of things to be honest like really it's you just you're really just showing your array of jokes for someone who might possibly book you as I, a guest spot. I feel like it was a formality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like whoever yeah. he was going to book for the guest spots were who he was going to book before. But, but also, like you know what? Like uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could be maybe mm. I'm a cynic. Who knows? I think. I mean, I think it. Was, I think it really was just just uh, them scoping out people. Yeah. Which I mean, in and of itself is. Um, a compliment that yeah. like you would get put on a showcase and and be able to go okay here's like my best stuff yeah you know like here's like a non-open mic set where these are the jokes that i'm most proud of but like yeah. i'm still so new that i'm like i don't even know if i'm proud of these jokes yet yeah no you know? I, so I, it's just a weird thing oh i can't believe some of the, some of the material i was doing way back when for the the best biggest show of my life at that point yeah. I, I can't believe some of the stuff i was doing and picking but also like you know you growing pains and you figure it out growing pains yeah. but but yeah so the assumption i had of you and i think when i saw your comedy because you had an energy of like i don't want to say it was a ranty energy it was a little ranty would you call it kind of ranty yeah, I definitely. I don't. I'm not too joke heavy. I, don't I actually I love. I yeah. love a ranty. Yeah, I'm a little more ranty. ranty like energy. I talk a bit more. I'm kind of you know, saying. Yeah! I'm, I'm very acty. You're you you have energy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the thing is, is like, I think for me, because I was in that state, I was like, oh, male comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then when I actually met you, and like I saw you at Cove, and I kind of like really listened then, yeah. and like was like, oh no. Really good stage presence, and yeah. Like really good energy on stage, and then when you were really nice to me after the show, I was just yeah. like, "This guy's nice." Yeah. What? Nice. And I think you like mentioned you were like, "Oh, I like this specific joke you did," and I was like, "He listens to female comics." Oh yeah. What? 
that. I was just like, this guy's a gem. I listen to everybody. Yeah, but no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I so I was very wrong, and I'm not even going to let you defend the assumption because I know I was wrong. <laughs> yes. uh, but but you say that you do get that sometimes. I've gone, I've gone, think, be, I've gone before, and I can I can see some of the material I do is a little like you know, it's little, just a little like it's a little greasy. I can get that, but I also like kind of like it. I don't know. Also, I'm changing. I'm doing writing different stuff. Like yeah. so, let yourself do whatever you want to do at this stage yeah also you're 24 yeah of course you're gonna have jokes about those types of things yeah. that might trigger me a 34 year old woman yeah you know yeah like <laughs> it makes total sense for you to be writing jokes about the things you're, you're joking about like it's a it's a weird thing but no i think you're i think you're great and very nice very nice guy right here i wouldn't have asked him on the show um if you weren't actually nice yeah no i appreciate that definitely yeah. appreciate that um <laughs> Yeah, no, I try my best. I definitely try my best. <laughs> nice guy, Eta. That's it. That's it. They, yeah, nice guy gets a bad rap. <laughs> but yeah, I, does that offend you though? Like no, when people no. Think that? I don't really. Everyone, I don't know. I'm not particularly mean. I never thought I was a mean person. I never have been a mean person. Um, but I've done. I don't know. I I've fucked up from time to time. <laughs> yeah, well, we all have. That's, yeah, that's the glorious part of it. Exactly. Not perfect. But yeah. But yeah, you know, I try your best. Are you like someone who's a big partier? Um, not anymore. I used to be way more of a partier. I think doing comedy has really consumed me a lot. But also, I'll get hammered after a show once in a while. <laughs> I'll be honest. I there it is. I'm a bit of a. I, I I was. I still am a bit of a drinker, but not like blackout at a club or anything. Just oh. like blackout in my living room. <laughs> like, but you know honestly, I mean? like that again. You're 24. Yeah, like, you should be drinking. Yeah. Well, not should, but it is. That's part of the the experience of being in your 20s, right? Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it as long yeah. as you do it safe. You don't drive. Yeah. You don't text your ex. <laughs> do that from time to time. But <laughs> who oh, doesn't? It's good for the soul. Text them at 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, it is. That is take the phone away yeah. when I'm drinking. It's not a good not a good thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, we botched the dis- assumption. So next segment, ranting. So... Uh, I mentioned this in, in the first episode, but like, you know, I think people bond over what we hate. I need to rant. <laughs> I think that that's a great way to bond with somebody. Yeah. Is to complain with them. <laughs> yeah. So, Itai, what is your rant? I have a, I'll have a bit of a rant. I'm, I'm sure you'll, pro- uh, who knows if you'll agree. I think most, most at least comics would agree. I'm really a... Uh, and I think this is a good place to talk about it. I'm really sick and tired of a lot of the, the canceling comics that goes on. I have a couple cases that I brought up, like whatever happened to Tony Hinchcliffe a couple months ago, and then whatever happened to Andrew, uh, it was the guy in England, Andrew, oh, shit. Andrew Lauren, I believe is Lawrence, I believe his name is. Okay. Yeah, and he, uh, same with Tony Hinchcliffe, they made a bad joke, don't get me wrong, like he made a, the Andrew guy made a bad joke over um, the, the, the English uh, Euro Cup final a couple, like last weekend. Oh, okay. And he made a race. It was definitely like, it was not a good joke. Don't get me wrong. And it was slightly racist, but at the end of the day, it was a joke. And his agent dropped him. And any comic who works with that agent should drop that agent. Mm-hmm. Because that agent like is not looking out for your best intentions at all. If the minute something happens, the guy is just gone with the wind. You know? You want an agent like in Californication. You know what I mean? Ah! I was like, Do you like that show? Yeah. Yes! That's the kind of agent you're looking for. It's some guy will like actually be on your team and actually have your back. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like in the today's, it's just kind of, it's upsetting. I, I, whatever Tony Hinchcliffe did, it was, it was a bad joke. Don't be me wrong. I want to know what the joke was there. You never heard about the Tony Hinchcliffe thing? No, I didn't. He, uh, 
Oh, Tony Hinchcliffe one was pretty severe. Not severe. I don't know if I'll get it. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll tell you that the, he asked this guy to come open for him, and the guy opened for him twice. So he Tony Hinchcliffe asked for him to come back and open for him. And he was Asian, and he was... I don't know what... I don't know what... But all I, he was Asian, and Tony Hinchcliffe said some mildly racist stuff about Asians to open up the set, where he was, like, roasting the guy. But the guy posted the video. Like, the guy that opened for Tony posted the video. Mm-hmm. So the guy that opened for him basically was, like, this... And Tony asked for him to come back. And this dude just tweeted out, no context, nothing. And, yeah. That right there. The word context. Yeah. That's what I have issue with. Yeah. It's the same reason, like... And and this is kind of on a similar subject, but like I posted on Inst- I did something wild, and I I posted on Instagram. Is it a red flag that I l- listen and watch Rogan? Yeah, and whoo! people do not like Joe Rogan. What were the responses? You want to know, know why they don't like Joe Rogan? Yeah, because he says stupid shit sometimes. Listen, guys, if you're talking for fucking three hours multiple times a week, I mean, how many episodes does this guy have? Over two thousand episodes. Uh, like thousands, like probably millions at this point, hours of content on the internet. Yeah. Of course you're going to, and when you're in a, a conversation like this, you're kind of free flowing. You say some shit. Clips get posted out of context and then people make judgments and they don't. And I just go, unless you listen to the whole episode, your opinion is based in no context. Yeah. I truly, I, I truly think that. And maybe that's just me as a podcaster also being like, please don't cancel me for things like that. Yeah. But um, it is, I hate that. I hate yeah. when people make judgments and they don't know the full story. Yeah. And that's the big part, like knowing the full story. It's tough. You can't watch every single three hour episode, but you also don't have to judge every single clip you see. You don't have to have a distinct like, oh, this was horrible that he said this. Or this mm-hmm. was good. that he, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Rogan has literally everybody on the podcast. <laughs> he has right wing, left wing. Um, like bisexual, trans, everybody's yeah. been on the podcast. Oh, but if he challenges anything, he's an asshole. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's, he's, but he's very, I don't know. He's, he's smart in a way. He's very smart. Yeah. And like, trust me, I'm not out here saying he's perfect. And I'm, I'm not even out here saying that I agree with everything he says. Oh, but I'm out here saying like he is what he's doing as he's opening up these conversations. Yeah. He's having these conversations. They're not easy to have. Um, you're gonna say things that you might you might have like looked back and gone should have said that differently because I can see how it would be implied. Um, it's it's just it's I think it's just such a tricky time right now. Yeah, and I don't know when this started. It, it must have been the last four years, maybe three or four years that cancel culture has really ramped up. Really, since Me Too. I think. yeah yeah it's- the Me Too movement really. It's, ramped it up. It's kind of like all at once, but also slow. Like there's no definitive, I guess, point where it started. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is wild to see people lose their careers. And it's comedians, yeah, who are like the ones who are losing jobs because of the art that they're creating. That you know that they're creating. Yeah. I mean, if you are if you are someone consuming comedy, you should kind of know what comedy is. Yeah, yeah, no and jokes exactly. And people like you know, like I don't know. I've made a bad joke before. I've you know, everyone has. Everyone, is, yeah. Whether your favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle or whoever your favorite comic is, they made a bad joke before yeah. where that was not good, and they you know, and people, it's it's okay. It's the equivalent of saying something stupid to your friend. Yeah, it's it, it, if we can put it in like even like normal terms for yeah. normies um you say something stupid in the heat of the moment to a friend you don't mean it yeah they know they probably know you don't mean it yeah 
But then it's, you know, you're done. You're done. It's You're a, done. There's yeah. no chance. People aren't allowed to mess up now. Yeah, they're not. This, you're right. This is the issue. You have to be perfect. And what do, they, what do they want from Tony Hinchcliffe? Do they want this guy to be bagging groceries? Like, what yeah. do they expect? What do they want this to, ha- to happen out of all this? You know? It's a weird thing, too. Like, I don't necessarily think cancel culture is a full thing as well. Yeah. Because does it really ruin lives? It might lose you a job. Yeah. Um, but for example, Bill Cosby is on Twitter now. Yeah. That guy's just, that guy's just out there now living his life. (laughs) This guy raped so many people. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm curious. Well, if people, he's going to go on, he says he's going to go on tour again. Are people going to buy tickets? Like what's going to happen? They will. I guess so. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Cosby's, Cosby's a little too big to cancel. I think he's Cosby was people don't realize how big this guy was. He was like the number one comic in the world for years, for years. There's, I didn't um, even knew he did stand up. Oh, yeah, because he was doing so much other stuff. Um, he yeah. was like his freaking show, like of all the shows, all the movies. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 just it's a very strange and it does make you does. Do you find that it makes you uh, less likely to take risks with jokes because of this? Uh, sort of sensitive time. I don't know. I I don't know. I think. Oh, it's tough. I I think I still. I think I try to take as many risks as I can. Yeah. I think I still want to take risks. Um, I don't really think about it like that. Also, I'm not in any position to get canceled. I don't have an agent. You know what I mean? No agent's gonna draw me because I don't have one. <laughs> like, this is the joy of being new. Yeah. A new comic. Yeah. You really don't have much to lose. Exactly. Like what, what you say. I'm at open mics. No one's gonna cancel me over what I said in an open mic. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the truth. That's the truth. If I have a Netflix special, maybe I'll th- <laughs> if. <laughs> at worst, someone will like post on the Facebook page of the venue and be like, I hate it, this comic. Yeah. You and know? That, that, like that would be the worst thing that could happen to an open micer. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta be, I've seen some, some people say actually like absolutely like horrible stuff on stage, but I don't think I say anything like horrible, yeah. horrible, you know, but who knows? Maybe, maybe the day will come. You know, like, Maybe you'll get there. Yeah. Maybe I'll get there. I've definitely like, I mean, I had a whole joke about Britney Spears before, like before free Britney was as big as it is. Like it was still a thing. Yeah. But before it got, it was around the time that she was kind of being made fun of a lot online because her Instagrams were so wacky. Yeah. Uh, I had this, like, joke about her. And, like, that's one that, like, I'm iffy to do now. Yeah. Because things have shifted and people have gotten yeah. way more sensitive towards it. So, And that's understandable. Like, things shift. You know, the political climate shifts. Our knowledge of the situation shifts. So it's okay to like you know think about it like in that kind of text and 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 that's the thing with that we said before it's like you you could be wrong like we could all be freaking wrong with the shit we say yeah and you're wrong you're wrong can we let people be wrong um that that like can we just let people make mistakes yeah and and then see what they do with those mistakes I'm not saying to give a thousand chances yeah. You know, like there's lines, there's <laughs> yeah. lines for sure. And it, it all depends on what you've done, I yeah. think. But it's, it's just a weird, it's a weird time where you have to be fucking perfect all the time. And I, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, you're oh, right. Man. It's okay. a, I have to be perfect and there's no chances. No It's one chances. strike, you're out. The world is a fucking, uh, what, what Zodiac sign holds grudges a lot. Leo. Oh, a Leo. Gemini. The world is a Leo. The world's a Leo. Or a Gemini. Yeah. Oh. oh man! So you mentioned to me 
Uh, and maybe this is kind of on the same subject, but like you said that you have some comedy hot takes. That was my big. That was your big one. That was a big hot take. Uh, my second hot take. Uh, Ooh, maybe I'll I say love this. a hot take. Maybe I'll say I think this is a. I I do this a lot, and I think a lot of people do this a lot. We kind of a. Uh, you know romanticize being like a struggling like a depressed artist and <laughs> i do that i've done i do that for a long i still do that a lot but we got to try our best, our best not to and romanticize happiness over depression oh, um yeah shit. yeah says the guy who's in sad girl studio yeah yeah um, um i'll show you my cover art new cover art photo after this yeah, yeah. uh which is interesting yeah <laughs> Got it. um that's fascinating so you are do you consider yourself a super positive guy? No, no way. I I think I definitely uh, I can battle with you know like you're there's like a there's like a fine line because as a comic like you bitch you complain like you should be able to bitch and complain about things but I don't know I I definitely was like a, I would romanticize being like depressed almost I think Ooh, it's a okay, very, so like, what do you mean by romanticize though like it's a it's so it's an in fashion thing you know what I mean ah. it's so in fashion fashion to be like. I'm mentally ill. Yeah, like, and I, oh, I just miss, I miss this, I miss that, and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's almost in fashion to be unhealthy. You know what I mean? I would agree. I think that's part of like this new generation being so open about mental health. It's yeah. almost to a point that if you are mentally healthy, you're not cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right about that. Which I think, like, I mean, I, I probably won't find you as, as interesting, to be honest. But there's nothing wrong with you, yeah. If you're if you're fine and like had a great childhood, and I also am like I don't know if I believe that. I think that a lot of that is perception. Yeah, yeah. I a lot of it is perception, but ignorance is bliss. Almost, you know, if you don't like <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Um, but yeah, I definitely I've had I've had my battles with anxiety and depression in the past, but Ooh. you know it happens. Let's get into that. So yeah, I think I was. <laughs> I was pretty sad for a while, and then it turned into anxiety. <laughs> oh, so it started with sadness. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty down for like a, about a year, but uh, um, you know, but it, but that's like you know you got to choose to like be better, you know, like try to try to work on it and mm-hmm. like I don't know, work out more and like actually eat better and just try to try to take better care of yourself and try to fix it. Don't just like stew in it. Do you know what I mean? That is very key. Yeah. Scott McLean would agree with you. Yeah. He's a it's, big proponent of exercise for... Oh, it's... it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It changes like... It literally, literally, like exercising releases um, serotonin and dopamine and it literally cures depression. It's like yeah. taking an antidepressant. Yeah. So... Yeah. No, I, I actually... I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of times that I get angry with myself, it's because I'm purposely neglecting those things mm-hmm. that would make me feel better and i just yeah. go fuck i just didn't i'm 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 bailing on myself yeah by not sleeping or like eating well or yeah. like just going for a goddamn walk like yeah. that's the least you could do really literally yeah let's like, go for a walk yeah and you gotta yeah it's it makes everything better it makes everything better yeah but also like you know i could potentially get pretty down next week <laughs> so like it could happen i'm not saying i'm perfect and i'm not saying i'm, I'm completely like satisfied with my journey right in this but how old were you when you started feeling depressed i was like 21 i, th- I was thinking i was 20 21 um yeah a lot was uh, a lot was going on like in you know in like you're you're like 2021 20, like you're in a freaking tumultuous time in your life lots of shifts are happening mm-hmm. you know so you wait yeah <laughs> i know i am sure like and like i said no like she could get bad like in a little bit and like uh and like literally last month when it was in quarantine there was like definitely a, a time where i was like fuck this is horrible and like pretty down mm. but you gotta try to recover i really pity 
young people during lockdowns. Like yeah. to not have like your youth. Like, like it's one thing for me. Like, I don't have a social life anyway to be in lockdown. But like to be at a like oh, a don't time say in that. your, your social life is freaking comedy. Like you're hanging out with comics like four or five times a week. That's like a fucking crazy thing. Like honestly, it is pretty insane. Yeah, actually, you're you're probably right about that. I always say I don't have a social life, but maybe that's because I've shifted. I I do consider comedy work. Yeah. So it's almost like I feel like I'm hanging out with colleagues. Yeah. Not necessarily friends. Yeah. Even though they are my friends. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing. I don't know. When you're talking shop, it's yeah. like, we're talking about work here. Yeah, you gotta be... Yeah, yeah. You're right. You gotta be professional. You can't just be like a fucking the drunkest guy after the show. That's not a good look. I don't like, think I've ever showed up to a comedy show drunk. Oh, no. After the show. After the show. After the show. The drunkest mm. at the after show hangout. You don't want to be like the... I don't know. You know what I mean? You, know what I mean? you don't want to be messy. Yeah, you don't want to be messy. This is, you're right. It's a professional setting. It's it's professional setting, but also, yeah, the post-show hang can be that time to let go and be yeah. social. But it's so dangerous, I find. Because I'm the type that's like, I'm going to go to the show. I'll, I'll leave at 1030. And I get sucked in every goddamn time. Yeah. People are hanging out. <laughs> you want to hang out? It's just, it's just, we're just, we're just little energy bolts, like yeah. bouncing off each other, and it's, it's a very. Uh, you have a shitty day, and someone shows up, and they're chilling, and like you're just getting into a good conversation. Makes you, I don't know. It's hard not to leave. It's hard, hard not to stay. It's hard not to stay. Yeah, it really is. So you were depressed in. <laughs> I was depressed. Back. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> going back. Yeah. I love to just go back to like. Oh, okay. So yeah. You were depressed at 21. Um, how bad was that? Um, I don't know. I was. Uh, it's hard to like categorize it. Like, was I gonna kill myself? No. Like, no, that yeah, was yeah. not on the yeah. on the list of things to do. But it was just like you know, it was just a tumultuous time. You're really thinking about like, what am I gonna do? I had really low low self esteem, and I still kind of do in some ways have a pretty Ooh. low self esteem. Um, what? Yeah. See, this is why it's crazy to me to talk about stuff like this. Yeah. Because because you never. S- your outward's perception of someone is rarely correct. Yeah. Like, you, you to me, seem very confident on stage, seem very, like, you're a confident speaker. When you talk to people, you seem very confident. It's, like, it's crazy to me to hear that, like, you, you'd struggle with something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't, I just always did for some reason. Like, I think that's probably, like, some things in my childhood that I just don't know about yet. But I've always kind of had this narrow perception of myself and accepted less than I deserve in, like, relationships and friendships oh. even. Yeah. If I'm being yeah. honest, and like, and, but at least I'm aware of it and trying to correct it. And also, like, yeah, I think the last year has been a lot of like good self reflection and good, like, I'm not going to take any more shit. <laughs> Life's too fucking short. Yeah. Yeah. Life's too fucking short. Yeah. Accepting less than you deserve is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough and it's tough. Yeah. Do you feel like you're. So you did. Ex- have you ever been in therapy or anything? I was in therapy for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It was definitely good. And like, I learned a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, I just can't afford to go right now. <laughs> if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, it's a lot of money. It's honestly a lot of money. And that like, is, that's the honest answer. Yeah. yeah. If I yeah. had like the money to spend, like I would totally be in therapy every week. Not because I'm depressed, but just because I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about yourself? Um, also can't afford it. It's, <laughs> it's like over a hundred bucks an hour. I truly think if I ever just one, even say I even just one, like, two thousand dollars i would splurge on therapy yeah it's uh it's useful it's useful. like it's it it's a weird thing where you have to sometimes be your own therapist you do you do 
And like, I feel like I've been doing doing that a lot lately. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I'm really diving deep and then just going, okay, all of these things are connected. How do we fix this? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even have a degree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing this shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. How do I pay myself 150 bucks an hour? How are you with the uh, with opening up to people? <laughs> are you a closed door? Are you like a closed book? I, I don't, I'm a building that doesn't even have a door. Yeah. I'm just an entranceway. Yeah, I... <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Don't worry. I know what you mean. I, I've learned, and I don't know everything behind this, so I might be talking out of my ass, but I learned recently that oversharing, which I do quite a bit, is a trauma response. What Why you, it's that, I don't know, but apparently it is. What do you Maybe, mean by oversharing? Uh, like talking too much about myself, maybe like giving away too much information, yeah. being far too open with people, being just letting it all out and not having any secrets. Yeah. And I don't know why that would be a trauma response. Like I'm kind of interested in that. Um, but it is more of an issue in my life than it is a positive. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I don't know. It depends who you overshare with, right? But yes. if you're over, if you're, you know, like if you're, yeah, I used to be a closed book and not say anything. And then I just honestly like got to a point where I had to talk to someone. And I just started talking to my best friends and then they're fucking glad to hear, you know, like they're, they'd rather hear you bitch about, I don't know, some ex or something that's bringing you down versus you like carry this weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about the times where people have confided in me and like, I never thought it was weird or never had an issue with it. So, Do you guys talk about feelings? yeah guy friends yeah it depends who you are like i have pretty you know pretty sweet friends yeah um definitely i don't think i think some guys don't but i have very nice friends and very grounded friends yeah that's nice to hear because that's something that like i think the younger generation is doing right i think because we're growing up with like i always joke i'm like you guys grew up with therapy like therapy for me like growing up was like you need to be insane yeah like clinically insane to go see a therapist yeah and, like, I do think, like, people in their early 20s now, like, it's normal to go to therapy. Yeah. 20s. It's normal to fucking talk about your problems. And I find that awesome. I know people shit on young kids, but I'm like, do you want to know what? They're smarter than I was at that age. And I don't blame them. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like, I truly don't. I think they're smarter than us. Social media is like an influx of information. And, like, you know, yeah. it's a... And people being open about these things also like I thought we talked about like the over over sharing over sharing yeah. and like over talking about over mental illness. But it's also kind of it's good. It's, it got it's got positive and negatives when everyone says they're depressed or not. Everyone says they're depressed when more people are talking about depression. It's you know, it's a positive thing overall. It is. Yeah. I had a comedian on who kind of described it as with talking about depression, mental illness that we have to just make it almost like we're just talking about having a cold yeah like yeah. we have to normalize it to that degree of of like where it's almost like a mundane boring thing where you know someone asks you to do something and you just literally say i'm just not i'm just depressed today sorry i can't come yeah and it's just like okay cool see you next time yeah you know like it's it's that's how normal it is yeah i think we're a ways away from that but i know what you're saying, I know what you're saying. yeah we're a ways we're, we'll get Maybe we'll get there. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll, not. Maybe we'll see. We'll we're see. We're all trying our best. Okay? Yeah. We're all. Oh yeah, exactly. But the anxiety thing, I'd like to dive into that because yeah. I kind of have this weird theory that like every single comic is anxious, but in different ways. Yeah. So like, it's interesting, always interesting to me to watch a comedian right before they go up 
and see what they're like. Oh weird, man, what yeah, their weird me? tics are. Oh my god, I've ever watched you before you go out. Really? What do you do? Oh, I freaking. Oh my god, yeah, I freaking. I stand up and I just step back and forth, back and forth. I try to get, <laughs> I try to get hyper and like get excited and get like uh get into it and have a because I'm like I'm very expressive on stage. I'm like yelling a little bit. I try to get into that freaking environment. Yeah, get into that zone. Um, I thought that's what you were talking about because I, I, every time I'm at Oasis, I stand behind that pillar and just like pace, 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 like step back, forth, back, forth. And I do that. I do that. Beerly's in the back. I used to do that district or for everywhere I do it. I do it every single place. I'm similar to you. Yeah. I have to physically like kind of yeah. amp myself up to get that nervous energy out. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from that though. I'm trying to get away from that. Yeah. Because I think like, oh man, there was a, so some of my friends came and saw me at Cove one time. When I was uh, doing one of the guests, just a guest spot, and Matt Baker was on the guest spot as well. And Matt Baker's unbelievable. And everyone always ding Matt Baker. Yeah, ding. Recording he's, an album tonight I in Tatamagush. Yeah, he freaking where you went to school, damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, he's he's amazing, obviously. And I asked, I was just like, I'm just like trying to find out like what like make I, I agree he's amazing. I was just like, what do you why do you guys think he's so great? And one of them said to me, they're like, it's like you just put a microphone in front of him. And that's how he acts before the show. He literally just stands up and the microphone goes in front of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's also been doing it for eight years, I think, at this point. So it's a little different. But been doing it a while, that's yeah. what it is. You literally just, he's literally like, oh, he's just casual. Mic's in front of him. Bam, bam, bam. It's a comfortability that is natural. And you're right. It looks, it looks, it looks effortless. It takes a lot of effort. He works but it hard. Takes a lot yeah. of, it, it takes a lot of effort. But the thing is, is it's this mentality of... um. Looking like you're not giving a fuck, but giving all the fucks. Exactly, and that's yeah. like a, oh, it's such a hard thing to follow. But that's maybe that's maybe that's what we need more. Maybe I just need to get up and do shows instead of pacing back and but forth. You know what though? Like I feel like with your style, it makes sense that you would be like, because you you're energetic. Yeah. Like, but it's it's also just interesting. To, yeah, if you look at like other comics before they go up, they're look at Travis Lindsay. He's just sitting there at the table. So nervous though. Yeah, he, he told me he gets nervous before every show. That's great. I, I hope I never lose it. <laughs> right? I hope I never lose that nerves. I hope I. It's good to be nervous. That adrenaline rush is why you do it. I don't know. That's why I do it. I love it. Um, actually, and that that it's interesting because tonight Scott McLean was up at Yuck Yucks. Yeah, shout out Scott. Uh, I'm going tomorrow night to see him, but uh, he's split middling with Brittany Campbell. Oh, um, two freaking workhorses. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked to see the show tomorrow. But um, he messaged me tonight because I was like, "Oh, how to go?" He was like, and he or I messaged him before he was going up to say good luck, and he was just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna eat decks. I'm gonna eat decks." And I said, "If you do, you'll get him back, buddy." And uh, and then he messaged me and he goes, "I totally forgot. I'm a killer." And he yeah. said that he crushed. And I was like, "This is exactly what I mean when I say like the nervous energy, it, like it can work in your favor." Yeah, yeah. I think. As long as you channel in the right way, mm-hmm. it can definitely like go against you, though. Yeah, I'm still waiting too. for that moment where I'm gonna I'll go up there and forget all my material because I'm so nervous. Hasn't happened, but I'm, I'm waiting that. for it to happen. Have you ever blanked? No, I well only like very early on when I like just really wrote the joke that morning. It was like I think it was my second show, and I wrote like a whole five minute set for that one day. <laughs> it was what a crazy feat. But yeah, just a whole new set. Yeah, for my second set, cause the first one went well, and I was cocky, so I just wrote a whole new set that morning, and I went on stage and did that and blanked. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, what a stupid move! But you, the, now I think back how crazy that is. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, this makes it, sense. 
It's also a new comic thing to assume yeah. you need a new set every time. Yeah. What's with this? You don't need a new set. <laughs> I'm looking over here at Sarah. Yeah. Like, uh, I've just had this happen where I've had friends go, I need to work on my entire new, all these new jokes for the yeah. next time. And I'm just go, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. That, <gasps> new, that new five is insane. Like, I did a, I've been doing a new five since I got out of quarantine and went well a couple of times went not so well on Wednesday as you guys saw but you know I think I think it, I just think it wasn't a match yeah it wasn't a match but I did like I did a waste the night before and it went really well I did like a park show and it went pretty well so there you go yeah you're working you're working but the new fives like new vibes are good to do new fives are good to do yeah I only have like three new okay I need to ask you about this so um lockdowns so like when you actually can't do shows are you someone who is super productive in writing and like diving into comedy, do you do you let do you let writing happen naturally, or do you purposely write? A bit of both. I will say this past lockdown's been my best for writing. Um, so jealous. Yeah, but no, but also like I, I, every single lockdown, I've gotten better. Like the first lockdown, it was like a pretty depressed state because it was like, oh my god, my life crumbled before me. Like yeah. my life literally, like I had shows lined up for the next two months. It was the first time I was going to be doing shows like consistently. That was like my all, my one year mark would have been like the first lockdown. So I was starting to get like actually consistent shows in Toronto and in London. I was like really going to be like back and forth. I was going to finish school and that's because that was going to be an exciting time. And I was working at a radio station and everything collapsed within a week. Oh it was God. freaking crazy. And then the second one, same thing, but I was better. And then the third one, I was the best yet because I'm just like, you know, like you, you adapt and you get better at it. I don't know. How was your experience? Truly opposite. Opposite? Really? Truly opposite because the third, the most recent lockdown was so tough. Really? I, I, I say that I depressed the funny out of myself. Damn. Because it even happens. the new jokes I have, I'm like, they're all right, but I don't love them. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like, and I don't know if they can be re- reworked to be better. But, like, it's such a frustrating, I said frustrating, I know people hate it when I say that, frustrating yeah. um, thing where, like, you just literally have writer's block. You don't have any thought in your head, any funny thought in your yeah. head. And and I know that, like, it'll come back to me. Yeah. And that it's just a slump. Yeah. And it's also probably because I'm just, like, not doing things. Yeah. But it is, it can get really I just get really hard on myself with writing. Yeah. Especially as a new comic where you're like trying to impress people. You're trying to be like, look, I'm writing. I can write new stuff. I'm not doing the same shit every time. Yeah. Um, but that's another issue I have is impressing comics and not impressing the crowd. Yeah. Which is a big issue. Yeah, there's a fine line of performing for the front of the room and performing for the back of the room. It's a very fine line. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, comics will just respect new material even if it's not the best they just respect new material yes um so i think that's just an important and you have to write like but also like my my biggest recommendation for that is just write in a journal just write something every single day whether it's a paragraph about nothing or it's a joke and just and get in that habit of pen hitting paper every day pen hit- oh. yeah like every single day like you got like i don't know i was i was literally just listening to ralphie may's master class rest in peace god damn um if you <laughs> If anyone knows Ralphie May is a freaking one of my favorite comics ever. And he's I a, don't know this person. Oh, he was a he was he was in a Los Angeles comic. Uh, he was huge, like freaking six hundred pounds, and he died a couple died a, a couple years ago. But yeah, he was a he was a killer. He was a killer. Um, but yeah, he did a master class at Comedy Store where he just like was talking to a room of young comics for an hour and a half. It's on YouTube, and Shit. he's talking about you know writing every single day and I think, like I think Jerry Seinfeld does that too. Or Jerry, some somebody there's a couple uh oh. master classes from the comedy store and on youtube and like ari shafir has one that's that one's three hours god damn it i've only listened to a bit of it but 
I think there's something to that though, because yeah. even if it's just stupid thoughts you have, like I hate how bananas go bad so quick. Like you yeah. could just you could just write that down and maybe later on yeah. it will become something. Yeah. Um but far too often I have said things and not written it down and then I go, What the fuck did I say? It's a young it comic was habit. Funny. That's a young comic habit and then when you've done that enough, you're like, I'm gonna write it down. You don't even care what's going on. Anytime you, just take it out. Yeah. Take take out the phone, I, I write my, it down. Put notes on my phone. I uh really have like this like everywhere I go. Yeah. Um I I'll, I'll literally write like on my break at work. I'll write in the bathroom at work. Like I will freaking find time to write. That's a really good tip. Yeah. You have to just constantly. That's, that's what even it is. if it's garbage. Even if it's garbage, right? Yeah. Write garbage. I think it's a numbers game. I think if you write like you write a joke every single day, that's like, like let's just say it's three hundred fifty six jokes a year. Let's just say if you write one joke a day, even if ten percent is funny, which is a low amount, that's thirty three jokes a year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like that's at least twenty minutes, if not more, per year, and that's like when you start, and then when you as you do, as you do year after year goes from like 10 to 15, 15 right. to 20. It just goes up and up and up. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's... Oh, man. I, I don't know if I could do one a day. That's an <sighs> interesting challenge. You know, they mean, suck, though. You know, they be, suck. It could be a shitty one-liner. It could be a shitty anything. It's like a joke. That's a joke. A joke is a joke, even if it's shit. Yeah. It's, you're still stretching the muscle by doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. Stretching the muscle, and you're getting better at it. You're getting, becoming a better writer. Once asked you about that though, yeah. um, because you said that you've worked in bar, so you've been a server or bartender. Server, I've no, I've done both. I've done both. Do you find that that stretches a comedy muscle because you're talking? I I think the good thing about serving is talking. Yeah, and talking to people you'd never talk to. Yeah, like I work with some people who I would never talk to outside of work. Right, and that's like a you know different perspectives. Yes. Yeah. And, and like you're kind of riffing too. Yeah. You're kind of you're kind of riffing with the tables that you're serving. Life is riffing. Life is life is riffing. Yeah. That's all I do. I riff everywhere uh, I go. I just got offered a, a gig potentially to host trivia uh, every oh, week. Fuck yeah! Those are great gigs. Do those. Do those. Whereabouts? It's on Monday nights though, which means I could never do guesses. You can get someone to fill in for you whenever you want to do guesses. Ah, Itai, Itai coming in with the suggestions. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a good that's another that's, a, that's another muscle, man. That's another I, muscle. I <laughs> there you go. Yeah, honestly, like talk to them about that. Be like, if you miss, even if you miss it, let's say once a month, because that's like whatever you're doing. Gus once or twice a month. Let's just say like once a month or something like that. No one's gonna give a fuck. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my god, I might think about it now. Yeah, it's it was a moment of um. Uh, Andrew Evans pitched it to me actually. Yeah. Uh, hooked me up with it and gave me this like kind of spiel about exactly that. Mm-hmm. You learn to riff, you learn to kind of improvise on the spot. You're actually like kind of developing a character mm-hmm. as a host of trivia that could benefit you on stage. Yeah. One of the best <sighs> comics in London, Ontario, Justin Gale. If anyone knows who that is, anyway, shout out Justin. What's shout up? out to Justin. He was, he's fucking, he's a killer. Um, host of Trivia Night. Really? Yeah, and he's like, but he's like fucking like he yells. He's a big guy. Like he's just funny as hell. And he's just like, oh my god, he's great. Oh man, do you get in your head when you do bad? Yeah, I've it... gotten better at that. Okay. At first, it was like my week was ruined. <laughs> like at first, my week was ruined, <laughs> or my week was made. And but you gotta like, but it's a it's a both. It's both sides. Like you can't get too up and you can't get too down. You have to. I okay. This is what someone told me. If you do good or bad in a show, your reaction should be the same. Why did it go good? Why did it go bad? What happened? 
I've I've heard that and I've seen it in comics too. Yeah. And I envy that even keelness. Yeah. Of because when you do good, you don't wanna you don't wanna like do this. Yep. Think you're top shit because that's gone. You never wanna do that. And like you, you do wanna I, I do also think don't shit on yourself. Don't instantly go to your flaws. Be like, I did good. Here's one thing I could have done better. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, still pick yourself apart, but like, let yourself. I would say, let yourself celebrate. Yeah. But like, don't get fucking carried away. Don't get carried away. You're listening to your set the next day. You're writing down your thoughts on the set. Like, you. Man, bombing fucking sucks, though. It is a shit feeling. But you're learning. You're learning. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna bomb. Like you're gonna. I know. Every comic tells me this, but every yeah. time it happens, it fucking sucks so bad. If you want to like go up and do the same like set every single week and like not bomb, like you know, fuck, be my guest. But you know, those book shows are gonna dry up fast. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they will. Do you think? Did you have a strong start? Like when you first started, was it strong? My first set was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of comics have said that. Unreal. As unreal as it could have been at the time. Um, it went really well. I had like some... And then and then it struggled for like two, three months. And then after two, three months, I started to like get a bit better. And every every couple of months, I look back on my shit and I'm like, oh man, I'm getting better. So like right. every couple of months, you like you start to like think of where you were at that point and you think of where you are now. You're like, fuck yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it goes. That's fucking how it goes. How was your start? Strong for the... Fr- well, actually... Mm, I've seen stronger starts. Been, <laughs> I'll say that. You've been pot. You were podcasting before, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that really helped as you're talking into a mic, and you're you know, I, I'm, that must have helped. That must have helped a lot. It, it did help quite a bit. I always say that, like, I would say my honeymoon phase with stand up was like the first six months, and then it got really. I started doing worse. And I do think that there is a plateau, like when you're new, because I think when you're brand new, you're like riding that high. Yeah. But then as soon as you start, like, throwing in some more jokes or, yeah. like, um, and then you start doing other rooms yeah. and then you start do- having bad sets and then it crushes your ego. Yeah. And then it lowers your confidence and then you're not doing as well. But I do think it's important for everyone to experience that. Yeah. You ride waves. You ride waves. Um, I think it's marginal returns. I think the, at, at the, like, the first couple of months, you're going to get so much better so fast. Because like those are your first couple months doing stand up, and then to get like a little bit better, you have to do a lot more. Yeah. Whereas the beginning, like every single set, you're getting so much better because one set of your first ten is like ten percent. Yeah. But then once you've done like a hundred sets, one set is one percent. So isn't that wild? Yeah. You know. That's Holy so. shit! Did you hit the ground hard when you started? Like, were you just like going, 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 going? I was going once a week for the first like seven, eight months. Yeah. And then that was my New Year's resolution was to like really just freaking go. And just mm-hmm. like, and that that was that was when I was like going up. Like I was, I stopped going out at that point. That was like New Year's twenty twenty. That was like I stopped going out. I was just like my social life is stand up now. <laughs> and like, right. That was my that was my New Year's resolution. And like I, I did it until lockdown. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Until you, until you literally couldn't. Have you ever done a b- virtual show? I did a couple. Yeah. How'd you find? It sucks, but like <laughs> it was a good experience. You know, like the first, but like yeah, like you know, you do the material. You like you take it seriously. I had the first couple that I wasn't taking seriously, and I started taking them seriously. And then when you take it as seriously as an, as an open mic, then you start to get actually like good feedback. And right, I wanted to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. So fucking do it. Yeah, that's like that's a really good attitude to have. Yeah, is to, to just do it. Yeah. Oh man, did you ever do any? Uh no. Yeah. And I don't think I would like it at all. Mm-hmm. 
I I I think I don't know what it is. I would do I I would do like a live podcast live stream. Yeah. But the idea of I don't know just not having not seeing faces, not hearing sounds. Yeah. It would just it would really get to me. Yeah. Yeah, the ones I did, I did this one in Toronto that was that was run out of run out of Toronto and they did a really good job with it. Yeah. They did a really good job with it. They oh, had like they had like a following. I think it was like friends of the guy that organized it, but they would get like the same like or a similar 15 20 people and they would all like they would exaggerate their laughs. I'm not stupid. But like <laughs> <laughs> They would laugh when it wasn't like necessarily the funniest thing in the world. Let's be real, but yeah. that it's it's like but it helps you out. It helps cuz like everyone's freaking nervous. It helps you out a bit, you know, so whatever. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm open to it, but Hopefully you don't have to anymore. Hopefully it's Hopefully done. Hopefully it's done. Hopefully those days are done. That's <laughs> what we were ta- talking about before we start recording, which is that Utah just got his second vaccine. Yeah. Freaking yesterday. Yeah. Last night was a miserable. Oh my God. Today yeah. was miserable until now. It but really takes it out of you, eh? Like, yeah. I, I woke up and I literally thought I was suffocating because I couldn't breathe. I was like, my, my breath was so short. My chest was so swollen. It was wild. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was wild. Do you get sick a lot? No, never. Really? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm freaking good. I do think that when men get sick, they're, they're kind of babies. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fucking miss my mommy. Man, miss me. <laughs> I'm going to see my mom in like two weeks. I haven't seen her in seven months. God, oh, I miss her. Yeah. shit. Oh, man. Yeah. So let's talk family. So you said that you grew up in an immigrant family? Yeah. My parents are my parents are both from Ukraine. Damn. Oh wow! They're, they're fresh off the boat. Like they came here in their twenties. Yeah. And like me, me and my brother are like uh, first generation born in Canada. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, like my fr- my damn like yeah they freaking escaped like my family escaped the Holocaust. They escaped like the Ukrainian famine. They've escaped up famine like genocide everything. Shit. We're we're alive. We made it. <laughs> and what was your like? What was it like growing up? Did you have a strict upbringing? Were they like laid back? Um, my dad was a little stricter. My mom was a little chill. My brother's thirteen years older than me. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So he really paved the way, you know. But old, older siblings get the worst end of the stick, and younger siblings definitely get like the lesser of the stick, we more chill. Do. Yeah. So yeah, it was like it was it was a good time. Like it was um, it was a definitely an interesting house. But yeah, it was a uh, it was cool. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I talk. I talk about being an immigrant on stage sometimes. I haven't made any jokes that stick really yet, but I like the like, like the idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got yeah. I got this weird ass name like <laughs> Cooperman. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is different for sure. Yeah. It's like what? Where? Where's he coming from? Yeah, yeah. But no, we're from uh, Ukraine through and through, and yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. And do you have just one brother? I have one brother. He's older, and he's got like a wife and kids now. He's got like two kids. Sure. Yeah, he's thirty. He's thirty-seven now. Jesus. Ooh, yeah. that, it's like that age where yeah. that happens. Yeah, I know you guys are you guys are around there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get into? Do you, oh, here's a question: Do you want those things? Do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Do you want to settle down? I don't know. I at least like don't really know. I think you know. I think I'm I'm a family. My parents are divorced, so it was definitely some rough times. But you gotta like. I think that you shouldn't necessarily want those things. I think you should find a person and then want those things if the person and the situation is right. Because a lot of people just like just want kids and then they'll. Um, have kids with someone who shouldn't have kids. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not that, that happened to me, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's people like, I just want to get like, have kids and they'll just like dive into things. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like that, that idea of like, like kind of see what happens, find the right person. Cause I always say like, I don't want kids enough to be a single mom. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what I say. Cause I'm like, I, I know not everyone's like that, but, but I just, I just go like, 
no, 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 I want help because I yeah. wanna, I have career pursuits. So I don't want to be stressed my whole life. I would like a teammate to help me with this thing. Yeah, that's a very reasonable thing to want. Um, but I mean, like, you're at such a sweet spot in life. You don't have to worry about... And also, you're a man, so you could be a dad at 70 if you wanted to be. Yeah, but that sounds horrible. No <laughs> 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 one wants to, like, we can do bang like a 35-year-old at 70. Like, no, not... I would be the, young, I would be the younger woman! <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with a 35-year-old, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> But just like that, and then your kid comes out, and you're like, "Fucking, how can you can't do anything?" You like, I don't yeah, know, that sounds horrible. well. You probably wouldn't live that long. You wouldn't. Yeah, you like, wouldn't. You might not live to see them get married. Yeah, you're senile in their teen years. Like that yeah. sounds fucking atrocious. They're wiping your ass before they're freaking twenty. Like, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a cutoff. I think. I yeah. hate saying that, but there. I think that there definitely is. Yeah. You know, like eighty. Like, let's stop it. <laughs> yeah, let's stop at eighty. That's a uh, no kids after eighty. Let's uh, let's make that here. Stop yeah but no it's a yeah i don't know i never uh we'll see we'll see what happens i never think one way or the other do you have any thoughts on that uh i mean i'm my biological clock is screaming at me so um i don't know i i it's it's i know you like winnie cummings she froze her eggs i wish i could if i had winnie cummings money i I would have froze those bitches a long time ago yeah i would love to freeze my eggs just to say that like they're on ice somewhere you know it's good material Um, it's one of those things where, yeah, 34 is a weird age because, you know, women women are having kids into their 40s now, but that's still not, that's not a lot of time to me. Granted, like, I haven't been in a relationship in a decade. There's no prospects. So, like, it's kind of, for me, it's like coming into acceptance of, like, no, that's probably not going to happen for me. Yeah. Which is kind You never of know. Shitty. You never know. Like, literally, like, you know. Don't write yourself off like that. Adoption's a big thing, too. Adoption's a big thing. I'm going off the pill soon, so we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Hot girl summer. Yeah, just pull it away. <laughs> just uh, pull the pull the pull the net away. Fuck it. Pull the net away. If something catches, you know. Oh my gosh, you you had such a funny opening line at Beerly's. I laughed so hard because you were just like, if I go on another bad Tinder date, I'm going to fucking shoot myself. Yeah. You said something like that, that. I was like, yeah, something like that. Is that. That's an emotion you're very in touch with, I'm guessing. Um, I don't go on a lot of dates. I want to <laughs> talk to you about that. I go on like two dates a year. Oh, fair. In all fairness. And like, I'm probably due for my two dates a year. Soon. Yeah. I think the last date I went on was literally, yeah, the summer, last summer. Were you not in Tinder throughout the pandemic? Or? <sighs> no, I hate Tinder. I hate, I hate it too. I don't, I, I it's not something that, the response I get from so many people about dating apps is, I was just bored. So it was just like something to do. I go, yeah. I'm bored within five minutes of swiping. Yeah. It's, so how are people spending hours on these apps? It sucks. I hate Tinder too, but I think it's kind of like the way of the future and we got to almost accept it. You know, that's... It's a brutal exception. Yeah. yeah. That, you're not wrong. You meet some people and they'll be like, I can't even imagine meeting someone not on an app. Like that's some, some people live that life entirely. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Are you going on a lot of dates here in Halifax? Not a lot. I was going on a couple here and there. Yeah. Like I was seeing a girl for one point for a bit, but nothing like too serious. I also like, you know, every single girl I've been on a date with, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to leave in a couple months. So <laughs> lower your expectations. And if that's, and I'll be honest, be honest. I was like, if that's not something you're into, then like we should stop. You know what I mean? Good. You should be honest. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to these people and be like, I'm going to be here forever. And they're like, you know, like I'm not going to lie yeah. to these people. And you want to know what? Women, this is on us too. Yeah. Um, When you say things like, yeah, we're talking, but he's moving. He's moving soon, and 
I, I don't know. I just go, okay, like, what kind of person are you? Are you going to get attached and, like, get the feelings but deny that you have the feelings because you're just having fun? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm the type to, to be like, okay, well, let's not bother with this because I will. I will end up liking you. At like, least you know that about yourself. Yeah. That's, like, I'm sure that's come from, like, knowledge and, like, experiences. Yes. Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much so just, like, stop before it starts. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want the hurt. Like, let's not, uh, like, get closer and have the hurt be worse when it happens, in my mind. Yeah. But, yeah, I know dating is, it's, uh, what, um, what, what are some things that girls do on dates that's, like, fucking annoying? This is what oh. I want, this is what I want to know. Oh, the fuck? Like, I, I can't, <laughs> the, I, there's just, <laughs> I need to know it all! N- Honestly, the thing that I joke was more of like a ironic thing. I don't know if I go on any dates and I remember like this girl is just like, what is she doing? You know what I mean? I never like right. had that many dates. Like that, oh, that's good. I've had that many bad, bad experiences on dates. Um, but like, you know, main thing I'm like, you know, you'll go on a date and sometimes it's just not, it's not a good experience and not a good connection. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an interrupter. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> You're doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm just like a bit of a interject my own opinion. I went on a date with this girl a couple months ago and we just went for a walk and she would like say things and i would just interject and like every time i would interject she would like let me speak and then finish her thought like she wouldn't even like i don't know it was just like so robotic I'm, like, what the fuck are you doing oh. like we're having a conversation it's like she wanted to have a monologue more than a conversation you know but oh, also yes. some people fucking don't like interrupting i don't know you're not you are not that bad I'm, like i don't i haven't noticed maybe it's in my head <laughs> i don't fucking know i don't know i get excited i'm just like ah, like uh. you're doing pretty good yeah I, I I do know a lot of men who are really bad at that. Yeah. And yeah. They, they interrupt a lot. And it is very much so like a just wait a second. Like you can say filler language over people like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, like or like stuff like that. But like, yeah, it is. It is an art figuring out like when you can talk or when you should. Because I do agree with you. That would really suck on a date. Like, yeah. like. Here, I'm just going to hear a TED talk and uh, wait for my wait for my chance to speak. Yeah, it's it's people that are, don't want to have a conversation. They're just waiting to speak. They're you just know? waiting. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. That's no fun. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do on dates? Do you do coffee, dinner, drinks? What's your go-to? First date, I always go for a walk. Point Pleasant. That was my that was my move. That was Ooh, my move. Yeah. Point Pleasant yeah. for a walk. It's, yeah, and that at least you know, like right off the bat, you're like, all right, is this person going to be cool? I don't know. It's you don't like have I, to. You spend money or anything? That I love. Wild, I love that you but, picked Point Pleasant. That's like mildly rapey. Is it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not from Halifax. Well, you know, girls have jokes like, "Oh, if a guy takes you on a hike, it's rapey." Really? Yeah, because like you're going into the woods with a guy. But Point Pleasant's like that's like yeah. low on the rapey scale. If you're there on a Sunday at like, <laughs> if you're there on a Sunday at four four o'clock, like you're in the open. There's nowhere. Yeah. To f- nowhere to sexually assault someone. Not that I look. It's but it, like it's a really I thought great. That I looked, I thought that I looked, but, Honestly, Ty, like yeah. I like that. I would, I would definitely go like for a walk with somebody in Point Pleasant. Yeah, it's I, a nice spot. Yeah, it's like there's dogs. Like I lived there's right, dog. I lived right there too. Oh, so yeah. it was That's good. <laughs> very convenient for you. Yeah, I seem like a douche from all this. I lived right there. It's like no risk. I just went. And I left my house and walked. But oh, for no sakes. And so, have you had a lot of relationships? Um, I'm just asking you so many personal questions. No, I don't mind. I've had like two like official official girlfriends, and I've like you know seen girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, a couple like couple like upsetting things have happened, but like it's a say la vie. Yeah, upsetting things have happened. Yeah, like you know, the you, name of my album. I've gotten hurt before. Like it is, it is, it is, but not like you know. But you bounce back and you just kind of figure it out. Oh, you're so 
You seem so mentally stable. Oh, but like I'm trying to crack the egg here. I to be like, what's this guy's problem? I still get I still get melancholy about like some exes. Like I'll like okay. I don't know if melancholy is the right word, but I still like get upset. Like sometimes like you're like fuck like and like I have a big problem with uh, disassociating. So I like disassociate sometimes in conversations. Oh, and shit. yeah, I'll have like a flashback of like an event or like something like that. Especially like especially when I'm depressed, I disassociate a lot, oh. um, which is freaking wild. What I talk oh, about. Okay. But, so you just zone out and you go into your head. Yeah. So I go to my huh. head. Yeah. I really want to see your birth chart. Do you? Yeah. It's I wild. It's fucking, it's like, yeah, to think about like, what the fuck is happening. And like, you're like, yeah, I actually like, is disassociating, okay, this is a dumb question, but like, is di- disassociating just like literally like you just trail off into your own thoughts and you're no longer here. Like you're no longer kind of present. Yeah. Like you're kind of like, yeah, like it's like the classic movie thing when the person's like, "Itai," you know what I mean? Like a student's right. like at his desk and like he's like, <laughs> and the teacher's calling on him and he was like having like a flashback in my head and they're like, "Yo, yo," uh, uh. and but, then and then, "Hello, darkness, my old friend," plays yeah. over to <laughs> And there's shitty fucking stories and there's shitty like memories, but I don't know, is what it is. Hmm. And like, how do you? Ooh, hiccups. How do you get over heartbreak? Um. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I'll Are figure it out when I let you know. Break? No, I'll figure. I'll <laughs> let you know. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Um, um, yeah, like shit just hurts. There it is, right there. We found it, folks. Shit just hurts sometimes. Like, yeah, like yeah, I had a, you know, like I had a girl that like treated me pretty poorly. Like, I guess it was over a year ago, and it still kind of bugs me. But also, like, mm-hmm. you gotta like, I don't know, you gotta think kind of rationally about the whole situation. And like, you're like, what did it actually fucking change? Like, nothing really. Like. I freaking yeah, this is like a freaking stupid story, but I, yeah, I broke up. They like this girl like treated me pretty poorly just over a year ago. Uh, we broke up like the next week. I had my first show in Toronto ever, and like I didn't have fucking time to get like stressed out or panicky about it. I just fucking went up stage and like you don't have time to freaking I don't, you don't have time to worry about it. You just kind of keep moving forward and you keep taking steps, and you're okay. Like and that's the thing. Like you just you'll end up being okay. Like the world keeps turning. Mm, that's interesting that you say that because I want to ask your opinion on this. Yeah, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but I I posted a question about closure. Yeah, and whether or not having closure, and I define closure as like a either a conversation or insight from the person as to like what exactly happened and why it's ending. And also, like, a formal, like, goodbye. It was nice. Like, like a formal, like, no ghosting situation, just, like, a formal close. And I, I literally asked, I was like, does that, is closure helpful in getting over somebody? And a lot of people said no. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you know Ooh. what happened. I think you know what happened. Like, I think everyone really does know what happened. Like, if you... Do you think? Yeah, okay. Some people aren't self-aware, but if you start to, like, actually reflect on the time and, like, think about the memories like you really start to realize you you know i think i knew what happened before what happened before someone said what happened that's kind of how i'll explain it like hmm. yeah so a, you've never wanted answers i have and it's not been the best move so uh, that's all i'll say yeah well, not all i'll say I, I don't mind talking about it but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not been the best like it's never what you want it to be it's never it's never what good. you want to hear yeah exactly but maybe you maybe it's good that you hear what you don't want to hear maybe that's that's kind of how i i see it yeah so where i go if i'm living in my head making this narrative as to what went down and it's incorrect maybe it's to my advantage that i know the truth yeah so you do so what would you like go about how would you like what would you go about doing i mean that's a tricky question i've just i i was just horribly ghosted somewhat recently and like 
I'm I'm just kind of left going like, why aren't we talking anymore? <laughs> like like what's what's the reason behind it? Yeah. Do you miss me? Did I have like any value in your life at all? Um. So what'd you do? I, I sent a voice memo. <laughs> what happened after that? <laughs> he never saw it because he blocked me. Before. Yeah, so it it went through, and then um, I noticed I noticed that on Messenger it was like the the check mark. Yeah, that was like it was delivered, but he hasn't. Yeah. Oh, so he doesn't block you then. Uh, and then it said this person is not oh, available on Messenger. Gotcha. And then I checked other socials and confirmed that, that I'm blocked. blocked. That's weird though. If it was just like I don't know, I don't know what the situation was, but it it was a weird fizzle out. It was a weird. Um, why would you block someone just like ghost yeah. like block? You know what I mean? I, and that this is it. These are the questions I have. Yeah. And so these are this is what's kind of holding me back. But then I go, then I try to think about it from the side of of the no people and go. Yeah. Well, there. What's it gonna do? Like I I have to move on regardless. Yeah. So maybe I should let go. I I need closure over closure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need closure over no no closure. Yeah. I think is what it is. I have to let go of the idea of getting that because clearly I'm not gonna get it. It's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. I I don't know what uh I don't really know what the the, mm. the best thing is to be honest, but I just know what's worked for for me. You know, like I don't know, which is just yeah. Like Richard Pryor has a joke where he's like, "Grow out of girls always got to tell you why they leave. Just fucking leave. Like just fucking go." <laughs> yeah. Don't ghost people. Yeah. I I do think ghosting is so damaging. So damaging. Yeah. I get where it's coming from. But I just feel like there's power and even just being like, I'm not feeling this anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like this just isn't for me. I would never ghost someone I slept with. <laughs> I'll say that. If I never slept with you and like I just stop answering, I think that's fair. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a nice rule. I think, I don't know if you agree with that at all. But I mean, that's a pretty good rule. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think personally, if it's a couple dates, I don't really think it's ghosting. I think it's just yeah. fizzle. And there's no harm in saying like, but also, my, my my roommate like goes on a lot of dates. I don't know, just a big date guy. <laughs> he's a handsome guy, get like six pack Tinder picture oh. with a six pack. You know what I mean? Like, he's like a big dater. And he always like if we go on like two dates with a girl, he'd be like, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm not feeling this. And that's fucking hats off to him for that. Hats off. I've had guys reject me like <laughs> instantly. <laughs> like 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 you know we we'd go on the date. And then I would get the follow-up text that would just be like, I see this as a friend thing. That's a freaking good thing, though. And at I'm least. like, you know what? It sucks to hear, but at least you told me. Yeah. I respect that a lot. And yeah. then the fizzle out sucks, too. Actually, the last date I went on, it was a fizzle out situation where we had been texting after the date. Kind of implied that we would hang out again. Yeah. And then I had to go to like my friend's funeral, so I wasn't texting for a bit. And when I did end up texting him, which was a while later, I think it was might have been a month later, because I was just like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, a month is a long time. A month is a long time. I got the message back. Who is this? <laughs> delete your number. Delete the conversation. He thought it was over, and he just kind of was like, fuck it. I get that. I fucking, I'm very in touch with that emotion. I delete people's number, delete the conversation. It never <gasps> happened. You, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> As a fucking dude, man. Yeah. Okay, like let me let me just pitch this to you. I don't think you should be deleting numbers because <laughs> as a dude, okay, I'm I'm about to pop off. Yeah. As a dude, you you want to fucking fuck as many people as possible, right? 
<laughs> so why would you? Why would you? If a if a girl a month later is like, all of a sudden I want to fuck Etai. Yeah. And messages you, and you say, "Who is this?" You are ruining it for yourself. Yeah, I I can see that happening too. But I just like, I mean, more like things that anything that upsets me. Fuck, it's not true. It upsets me and never happened. Maybe that's my fucking mental illness. Like, uh, that's my sickness. Flock, delete the number. Delete all the pictures. I don't have any pictures of AX. Oh. It never happened. Oh, it never so, happened. So if you if you're really hurt by someone. Yeah. You will be the one to block. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you I block, block, delete. I block, delete. Delete pictures. Oh, so never do you happened. even delete public pictures? Like, oh, I fucking say. never post public pictures. I think I post. Okay. I post like with my two like long term girl, my two big exes that I've had. Like one was in high school. One was in like my first and second year of university. I posted a picture of each of them and I archived them. I think that's fairly reasonable. You, But I also like I honestly like I had the picture of my actually second ex on my Instagram for a long, long time. And then I just, um, I actually blocked her. And then one time I unblocked her and we started, and I just like, and I was off her Instagram. So I was like, I guess this makes sense. Also, she had another boyfriend at that point. It was just kind of weird. This is what I'm fascinated about. So like you, you had her on there for a bit. Yeah. And then you made the decision to block. No. What do you mean? Like, like you had her picture still on your Instagram. I just never deleted the picture, but maybe I should have in hindsight. Like maybe that was like a freaking, I had it on for way too long. Maybe that was weird. No one ever... I don't think it was. I, didn't, I just didn't care. I didn't think it was that weird. I don't know. I my. If you see my Instagram, it's freaking ridiculous. It, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You've been all over the place. It is. It is. I'll be honest. Like freaking captions make no sense. There's a picture of my back hair. Like I don't fucking know. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm pro. I mean, I think. Um. Fucking. Uh, do you know who Carmen Electra is? Of course, I know who Carmen Electra is. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I just read the Molly Crew book. And. <laughs> and uh, I forget which one was banging Carmen Electra, but I don't know. Like Robin uh, was. Was it? Uh, I think it was Tommy Lee. Yeah. Was it Tommy Lee? I'm pretty sure it was Tommy Dave, Lee. I know Dave Navarro was, but that's someone oh, yeah. else. No, but I know. I'm, I know. I'm pretty sure it was Tommy Lee. I don't know if I can like draw. Dennis Robin dated her. Okay. Freaking who else dated her? Like, who? I mean, who? Derek I, Jeter. Who wouldn't date her? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I would. She is one of her stances is like she has her ex's names tattooed and she won't remove them because she goes, they were part of my life and even though. There's hurt there. They yeah. were still like a chapter in my life. Yeah. How beautiful is that? That is. That is. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not keeping your... I'm not tattooing anybody's name in my fucking body. God forbid. <laughs> You're like, that is my line. Yeah. More no p- ink. Yeah. No... F- yeah. I have, I have some tattoos, but no freaking ex's names. God damn it. I God mean... Do you have me. any tattoos? I have a couple, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of scattered around me. Okay. What are they? Oh, I have like a hot dog on my butt. I have what? Like, yeah, I have a hot dog on my butt. I have like an elephant on my ribs. Like it's fucking huge. I have like a dog paw on my calf. I have a lizard on my back. A smiley face on my back. Animal guy. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 They're not even supposed to be animals. They just are, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm, I, do they mean anything? Or are they just Some something? of them. My, my mom is the, the lizard on her back as well. Oh, that's um, sweet. The smiley face on my back. I don't know. I was doing Molly and my friend had a stick and poke and she was like, I'll give you a tattoo. I'm like, all right, give me a tattoo. Like... <laughs> Um, Why not? I actually think spontaneous tattoos are better. That's the only one I have. I don't know if I'll. And it was it was like a, a poorly drawn smiley face. Also, <laughs> it, really it looks like wanna, a V, like not like a smile. I want to see this. I can take. I can show anyone. It's fine. Can, we, can you show it? Yeah. Should I? Uh, okay. I'll. Let's put it right on right on Etai for this cool. long shot. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, what should I do this? Right go here? over to the chair a bit more. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Oh my gosh, it's tiny. It's you can place. kind of see it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll zoom in and post. Yeah, but that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I love I, it. 
I love shit like that. Yeah. Like stupid tiny tattoos. Mm-hmm. I'm pro. Yeah. I know you have the one on your ribs. I can see. I have I, yeah, I have a big one on my ribs, which is just music notes. It's a freaking painful spot. My ribs are <sighs> fucked. I felt like a badass when I got that rib tattoo. Yeah, I won't is, lie. It's pretty badass. It's right. pretty awesome. I'd like to get more, but yeah. unfortunately, I think I'm the person who gets really sentimental ones. Yeah. But I would just love to get like something really dumb. I don't even know. Yeah. Fuck it. Get a hot like, dog in your butt. <laughs> I I do love hot dogs. Yeah. Who doesn't? They're so maybe delicious. maybe that would be sentimental. Yeah. I was with like yeah. I was just traveling with a couple of buddies, and we all got the same one. <laughs> so that's hilarious. It's very frat boy ass. I'll be honest. That's a very frat boy. I don't know. So you but, said that you don't post pictures with your girlfriends. I haven't had a girlfriend in a while, but I I, I posted long? like one for each girlfriend. That's all. That's like how long I've been single. Um, I've had like not a relationship, but you know, you're dating like you're dating someone. You're not like officially like dating. I've had a couple of those in between, but my that ex the most, most recent like official like ex girlfriend that we broke up when I was I think it was right before I turned twenty one. So like three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. But yeah, like I said, I had like relation, like I don't, I don't know what to call them. Like you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking. about. You're seeing someone for like a couple months. That's what I'll, I've had those in between. I consider that a relationship. Yeah, it was. It's a relationship. Short term. It's a short term relationship. A, it wasn't like uh, a str. Yeah, they required breakups. You know what I mean? They mm. required me to sit down and be like, or them to sit down and be like, it's not working out. Mm. But it wasn't like a. Yeah, so that's what that's what I've done. How do you break up with I? I've never. I've always just been dumped. So I've never. Oh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I've never broken up with someone. How do you do it? Yeah, you just fucking say like, look, I'm like it's not for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah! I, it sounds like you're like like, like denying a HelloFresh subscription. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not for, it's not for it's me. Not. I'm not. Not into it. I'm not into. Yeah. Pricey meals. Yeah, I'm not into pricey meals. I'm done. Done with your stick with your shit. <laughs> Lady, get out of my fucking house. Take your fucking crap. But you do it in person. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fucking, I don't know, that's the respectful thing to do. I broke up with one person over text, but she was going to break up with me. And it was, the writing was on the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the text breakup, I mean, you, like gotta, a, you gotta really not care about someone. No. This is the girl that kind of like, I don't know, I'll say, I'll fucking talk about it. This is the girl that like hurt me, and like we had a blow up the night before, like a horrible thing, and she said some like shitty things. In my opinion, I think she said some shitty things, and like I would just like couldn't look at her anymore. I didn't want to like oh, look at her ever again. Shit. And then I'll be honest, I messaged her like three months later, looking for closure. So maybe I should have freaking gone to see her in person. Oh. But, but yeah, and then that conversation went horribly too. So. Hmm. Maybe it's just one of those things where sometimes closure is nice, but it's not. It's not needed. Yeah. It's not a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's not a re- yeah. People don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was a, yeah. Oh man, did you do you know what you want in a girlfriend partner? No, Qualities? I uh, no. I've kind of like really taken it. Uh, see what comes. That's how <laughs> I think about it. That sounds wild, but like, do you have a type? <laughs> like, what what's going on with this? You're just like I'm into everyone. You can't. You gotta have some something. Ugh, fuck. I I end up being drawn to like very strong women. I guess. <laughs> not like physically just like mentally <laughs> like my, okay. what an asshole yeah. in the strong women no, my mom okay okay let me I'll, okay that sounds horrible my mom was like a bossy lady she would like oh, boss okay. me around and like we all want her freaking like you know what I mean our, like that's like the Epidius Rex thing where like women yes. date their dad men date their moms yeah so it's like my mom was like a bossy lady like she owned her own business I'd like 
she'd come, she'd take, she'd take me to, like the plants and she'd like be bossing men around, like bossing me and my brother around. <laughs> the boss is not the right word. I love, she was no, a, I love my this. mom's a badass bitch. Yeah, so, like, independent businesswoman. Independent businesswoman divorced my dad. Like fucking just bam, bam, bam. Like she also <gasps> fucking like she was also like a Rolling Stone. Like she was. She's like me, like fucking minds all over the place. Aww. I'm a bit of a mama's boy. Oh, fuck. But that's why. But because you're so close with her. Yeah. That's exactly why you admire yeah, yeah. those traits and like romantic yeah. partners. It's, there's nothing creepy about it. It, no. it actually makes a lot of sense. It does. What's your type, Sarah? <laughs> that's, a, that's a nerve. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I it's comedian. <laughs> Maybe fuck. I've kind of exhausted that. Oh, actually, that's a great question. Do you think comedians should date? I don't know. It makes me. I ask this. I ask this a lot on the pod. I'm always curious because most times the female comics say, "Yeah, there's probably nothing, nothing wrong with that." Yeah. And most times, all the males go, "Not a good idea." Yeah, I'm a freaking. I'm a bit of a sensitive bitch. I can't share where I eat. I get fucking. Some people can like fuck someone and then show up to work the next day and like not even think twice i'm like weird and but what if you're not on this you, ah. <laughs> you can just like not do the same shows as her yeah but it's just i don't know i don't know when i cross that bridge i'll get there i haven't had a chance to fuck a comic yet okay like yet yeah him. well it could happen. you know what i mean like who knows what happened like i, I don't it could yeah, i know a lot of comics are dating other comics and yeah yeah i think i think there'd be more pros than cons yeah but i i understand why people wouldn't yeah i mean like i i wrote a joke about a guy that rejected me who's a comic here oh damn um, i'm so fucking curious but like anyways. we're in it and i don't think he listens so i'll talk about it but i'm, I'm just gonna be vague, be vague yeah. as to who yeah. it is um yeah i i really really liked this guy and like he i i he re- was just like I only consider you a friend. And he was so nice. Like, he gave me so many compliments. And so, like, I then wrote that, like, friend zoning joke where I'm essentially just, like, Oh, my God. That's about a comic? Him. Has he seen it? Yeah. You've done it in front of him? Wow, that's wild. So. That's fucking personal. On a that happened level. recently, right before this third lockdown. Yeah. Where yeah. I did the joke. Um, and I didn't. It. Obviously, I didn't deliver it as well. So I was like, this guy's in the fucking crowd. And I'm direct quoting him. Yeah. I'm direct quoting. There's no... There would be no, like, wiggle room of, like, maybe it's not about me. It was, like, a direct Yeah, quote. but if you're a freaking comic, you should, like, understand that. I think, like, a lot of my exes that I was dating... Well, I was relationship... Not dating, but relationship when I was when I was doing comedy, I'd write jokes about them. And some of them were okay with it. Some of them were... One of them was really pissed at it. Um, but if you're a comic, you should be like, you should understand that. It was like part of the thing. Yeah, that's that part of how it goes. That, that you accept when you when you're, but with 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 this one, like it felt so bad that I'm never doing the joke again. I'm canning Fair. it. Fair, you know what? And 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 it was fine. And he was very nice. He went to the show. He even said like good set. And then like we went home, and I messaged him, and I was just like, I am so sorry. That was the pettiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and like, I will n- never do that again. About, about a comic. I maybe if they're a normal person who, who's not at shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could get away with that. But I I really learned a lot from that, and it was the first time ever that I went. Oh, I know why comics don't date now because if you're writing jokes about breakups or yeah. you're writing jokes about your life, and then you risk running into these people when you're yeah. out working it out. Yeah, yeah. It can feel shitty. Fuck, I'm so curious, but I'm not gonna ask now. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask now. Um, 
but <laughs> I just have really good taste. Okay, yeah. I have really good taste in men. Yeah. Um, I don't know my like. Uh, yeah, types are weird. Uh, my friend Geneva says that types. Um, aren't actually a good thing because it's just it's just a record of things that didn't work out for you. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I never. Uh, I don't really have a type. Everyone asks me that. I kind of like girls always look different. I don't know. <laughs> but they're but they're all strong. They, so, yeah, they, they I, would, have... I would call them strong. But also, like sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I think you're I... young. You're figuring it out. You don't. Yeah. Need have, you don't need to have a type right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of you're kind of open. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You're oh, open. His DMs are open, ladies. Yeah, this is see. like I will say it is strange doing this podcast. I'll warn you about this because when you do this podcast, your Tinder dates will probably look <laughs> creep you on here before. <laughs> I have so much whack crap on my Google. Like, oh my god, from like this like stupid shit. Like when I ran when I ran a podcast when I, when I worked for a radio station, ran a podcast, just pops up and it's fucking horrible. Those are like. The early days, I was so fucking. Yeah, it was horrible. I have like my freaking chess rating from doing chess competitions as a kid is on Google. That's one of the first things that pops up. Rating? Yeah, that's what, what? freaking my. Because I played chess and like when you play chess, oh, you chess? get like ratings. I thought you chess. Said chess. No chess. That's what Tal. <gasps> so Tal said in her roast about me for Fifco, Fifco for Kieran. Oh yeah, yeah the roast. That's what oh she said God. about me. She said your chess ratings like some like some shit like that. She found when she googled me. So oh, yeah, that's that, some rock crap when you google me. That's. So funny. Yeah. That whole roast battle thing, that's another thing I'll never do again. I'm never going to judge a roast battle again. Why? Who cares? I think you voted for me. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember for sure. <laughs> Maybe you did. I don't know. But Tal's a, Tal's a fucking... Tal's great, so... She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of things I admire about her. Yeah. How she delivers stand-up. Like, no, she's just the calmness and the patience. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm just like an eager beaver when I'm up there. I'm just like, eh, one joke after another. Yeah. Gotta go quick, 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 quick. But she's she's she really takes her time with it. Yeah, you're you're like emotional, full, emotionful like me. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned is that when you're fucking fast talking and you're energetic, the pauses mean so much more. Oh yeah, I'll say that. Hey, that's a ding, ding, ding. It's a ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. It's, but it, so much of it is, like, letting the laughs happen and letting them fade. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, I've been talking about this. Like, I love Doug Stanhope. If yeah. you guys are into Doug, yeah. Doug, like, will talk over laughs every single fucking time. Like, he'll just like, blah, blah, blah. he'll just like, he'll be like. Tag, 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 and the laughs get crazy. Like people just don't have time to stop because they're just adding on to it. It's such like a freaking like that's like kid laughing when you're a kid in the playground. You're just fucking dying. That's what (laughs) Doug is. Like Doug is Doug is my fucking. He's one of my favorites. Oh my god, I just freaking read his memoir. Fuck, he's amazing. Check him out. I don't. I I know of him, but I don't know enough about him. Oh my god, yeah. Like freaking no refunds is on YouTube, and that is one of the best specials I've ever seen. Like I I showed it to my friends, and it feels like twenty minutes. It's not like it's like some hours are tough to watch no refunds doug Stanhope. fuck it goes by it's like a and it's done and you're like that was an hour it was fucking wow. fantastic no refunds um no refunds uh there's another one too fuck i forget the name no place like home unreal too nice. i've only seen those two but those are unreal oh my gosh do you have any comedy goals uh i have no idea what even what even a goal is you know what i mean because i don't know what the fuck it is like i i would like to headline and shit but i don't Love know that I don't know what my I goals love are. Your answer because it's so realistic. Yeah, like I don't know what the goals are. Like, I, I don't feel know. like, but I feel like you're like, and I I don't want this to come off offensive because I, I think know. I'm the same. I think you're enjoying being an open micer. 
you're yeah. you're you're making the best out of being new yeah. and just doing as much mics as you can. And I think that that is yeah. Like so important when you're starting out for like first couple of years of comedy, like yeah, I had to a, just yeah. relish in having the chance to do it and craft it. No, you should. I had a perspective change very recently. Ooh. I am. Um, it was like when I got here, like I did my my showcase went really like it went really well. I'll be I'll be honest. It went like I killed my showcase, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna yuck yucks like next week. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and like you're waiting for that. You're waiting for that. You're waiting for that. The call never comes, and like you start to realize like that's a stupid. That's a fool's errand to like wait for that. You should just like take every set for what it is like you're on a fucking district five on a thursday it's a packed crowd that's basically a comedy club like it's not a comedy club but it's same environment same thing you're getting the same experience do well learn from it you'll get it and the freaking sam bartle said this to me he's like whatever you think you deserve you're a year away that's what someone told him that's what he told me like that's a freaking great bit of info yeah ding 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 sam bartle yeah that was a great tip of info and like so whenever you think you're ready for something wait a year then you're ready for it. Wait a year and and yeah. and don't expect it to happen tomorrow. Yeah, and don't don't like don't be eager. Oh, uh, like what's the freaking word? Uh, egotistical about it. Don't be like yeah. I'm on Yuck Yucks. I'm on Comedy Cove. I'm a headliner. Like yeah. you're doing a set. Like do your like enjoy your freaking <laughs> set. Like there's there's headliners in Toronto that'll do like a, a headline show and then take an Uber to an, a four person open mic, and that's useful. That's like that's. They take it. They take them equally as seriously. I love that. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, that's the humbleness that you truly need mm-hmm. as a comedian. I think to be successful. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm I'm sure there's there's probably a lot of cocky people who have gotten success, but I just love that idea. That idea of like you give your all to everything. Of course, there's going to be mics. We've all had the mics where it's like two people. Yeah. And like everyone's tanking their sets because well, they just want to get through it. <laughs> give those two people a good show. Give them a good show. Yeah. I love that. They freaking they're waste they're spending their time, take their time seriously. And yours you're spending your time. Yeah. Like it's your night too. Like yeah. you have control over your night yeah. and how it goes. So why not try to make it something? Yeah. Have you had any any show, like moments in, in comedy where it was like I, I just use the word crushing to describe sometimes like how it feels when you don't feel good enough. Have you ever had those moments where you're like, I'm just not cut out for this fucking shit? Yeah. Like I remember there's this, there's headliner in Ontario. His name's Jason Allen. You ever heard of him? No. He's unbelievable. He's like headline. Jason Allen? Jason Allen. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Um, Yeah. He just came into an open mic in London when I was doing it and he went like a couple spots before me and he destroyed and you're thinking you're like, fuck. I'm never gonna be that good. You're like, I, this is it. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you're like, fuck. Like, you will go home and you're like, damn. Like, that's so like. A, it's not upsetting. Like, he, and also like Jason Allen. Oh my god, he's the nicest guy ever. Freaking guy like comes up, talks to me after. No, not talk to me. Like he talked to, like everybody after. Um, like I had a conversation with him after because I was like, damn, you were fucking unreal. And we were just like back and forth. Follows me on freaking Instagram. This freaking like hot shot. This dude. And I've met a lot of headliners that are douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he, but anyways, and this guy was like, oh my God, if I, if I, I went to, I paid to see him a couple of times and I always, I'm a fan as I, as much as I am as a comic, I'm a fan of this guy now, but, um, that's just an example of you go home and you're a little bit distraught. You're like, fuck. And like, you know. I, and then you're like, oh, this person yeah. likes, you know, likes me. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, liked, yeah. he likes me, but I don't, he, I don't think he liked my, com- I don't think he liked me as like that way. Like I like my comedy, but he was just a nice guy. But I, my main point I was saying was like, I was just discouraged. It was like, I'm never going to be that good. But then you, oh yeah. 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 Then yeah. You, yeah. Then you think, oh, he's been doing it for so much longer than me. Like, you know, it all comes to you whenever it comes to you. Yeah. 
Those, it's, it's just fucking. T- I always just. Say, I need to put a sign like in my bathroom, like around my apartment, t- that just says "Focus on your own shit." Yeah. Focus on your own shit. Yeah. Because uh, the comparison aspect of comedy can be very tough. And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's tougher for females. It might be. Um, because there's a weird scarcity complex where we think there's only going to be so few of us. Um, but it's, it's just like social media, right? Like yeah. if, if you were scrolling social media and no, oh, this person's hotter than me, it's even worse if they're funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's even fucking worse if they're funnier than it's, you. It's natural human, uh, human, whatever nature to compare yourself to others, especially your peers and the thing you do that you work towards. Yeah. But if you freaking go to every single Gus's pub and you're like, oh my God, why is Travis Lindsay better than me? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not a way to think like every single day. Add 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do comedy 10 years, see where you're at. Like, yeah. and just like focus on getting better. And like, that's yeah. kind of the main thing that, yeah. Cause that's okay. Okay. This is like my, my, my thought on the last thing I'll say about that, but it's like, okay. Like, okay. Let's just say theoretically, theoretically speaking, let's just say I'm, I'm moving back to Toronto. Let's say I came here and I featured at Yuck Yucks or I featured at fuck all everywhere. I featured everywhere I went. What am I going to do? Go back to Toronto and be like, I featured at Yuck Yucks Halifax. Like, that's not going to make a difference. All that's going to matter is how I good I do it, that open mic back in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So by that same vein, like, just get better. That's all that matters. Like, your credits don't matter because all that matters is, all right, you're funny. Go on stage. Let's see how funny you are. Yeah. You have to literally prove yourself constantly. Yeah. And that's it, it, it actually won't stop ever. Yeah. And that's freaking that's awesome. That's great. It's great. Yeah. It's scary, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna get better. Once you're better, you're better. Like you're going to get better. Oh, my God. Everyone gets better. Man, amped up. Yeah. I'm ready to go to Etai's TED Talk. Yeah. But, but, this is like, but again, because like, I've had those thoughts. I've had those thoughts where like. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. And like, oh, like. It's just. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It's the shittiest feeling in the world to hear someone's joke and go. I could have wrote that, but they did. Have you ever had that, like, where it's, like, so in your voice? Yeah. And then you just go, ugh, I didn't write yeah. that joke. That doesn't that isn't bother me too much anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think, like, that's... Just me. Okay. No, no. Okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But, like, I don't know. I kind of, like, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. It is, but in all fairness, that's all a headspace thing. Yeah. I do think that if you are in a good headspace you can deal with that moment a lot better. But if you are in a headspace of low self-esteem, low confidence, it really fucking sucks. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But it's it's also just, I think deep down, most comics want to be the best on the show. Yeah. Most times. But that's a fool's errand. Like if you're fucking going up and doing new material, like whatever, you know, how can you expect to be the best if you're doing new material? Like, I'm more happy if I but do say like, a showcase. Say the showcase. Oh, the showcase situation. Showcase is important. You're right. That's like you're bringing your best material. You're literally competing against other for a job. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, but but there's so many factors. Like here's I think here's the thing that people have to remember. Like if they are, and I mean I'm talking on my ass because I I feel down on myself constantly. Um, is like there's so many factors that go into why someone's good. So, like, are, do they have a thousand things sucking their energy? Maybe if they have more time for comedy, 
they're better because they have more energy to do it. Yeah. Like, it's just stuff like this that I think we also have to think about and go, whatever you did, if you gave it your all, that is the best you could have done at the time. Yeah. That's what pisses me off when I do, if I do a set, I'm like, I wasn't ready. Or yeah, I like, hate that. I wrote this new joke and I didn't practice enough times and I fucked it up. That's that's what pisses me off. You rush something, yeah. before it's ready. Exactly, and that's what bothers me. Or yeah, or like you know, like freaking beerlies. Like I was hungover as shit and like I freaking went to a beach all day. Like I should have <laughs> slept. <laughs> have a heat stroke. Yeah, like honestly, I should have I should have taken a nap. Like I should have yeah. freaking like stayed home or like if I was gonna drink, like stayed home the next day. You know, mm-hmm. but and that's that's like yeah, like you know. But that's like that just goes to show too that like you can't get too comfortable with open mics because if you slack off it'll yeah. it'll come through. Don't get too cocky. <laughs> Don't get too cocky. Do you feel like here's a deep question. Do you feel like you have your ego in under control? No, and- it's constant. <laughs> it's constant battle. Like it's a constant thing you think Oh good. Of. Oh good. That that's an honest answer. Yeah, like you constantly think about like you have to constantly keep it in check. Like you can't get too cocky. Like you can't just like you know, like I said before, you can't ride that high. They're like, mm. just fucking stay mellow, mm-hmm. kind of. Stay even keeled. Yeah, stay even keel. I do want to see you be stoked sometime now. Yeah. I think you deserve that. Yeah, I've been, yeah. When I, when I, when I get it, when I get my, when I get a feature in the weekend at Yuck Yucks, whether it be Halifax or freaking London or Toronto, I'll be stoked as shit. There like, you go. Yeah, and that'll be a great day. And like, I'm, you know, like not to be, I'm sure it'll come. I don't know yeah. when, maybe it's like 10 years, whenever it comes, it comes. I'll be ready. You got this. You yeah. have. You're on your fucking way. Yeah, I hope um, so. Was I gonna say? What do you have any other insecurities about yourself? Like even just personally that you struggle with? Yeah, I was trying to lose weight always. Oh. Pretty, yeah, yeah. I was trying to lose weight always. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't really like. Were you a chubbier kid? I was a chubbier kid. Yeah, I think that's always gonna be ingrained in my mind. But favorite type of people. That's why he's nice. <laughs> yeah, chubby kid. But I have a th- yeah, I, ha- I truly think people who are like either chubbier or like overweight. Yeah. And then they get skinny. They're the humblest, nicest people. Yeah. I'm always trying to lose more. Like I was like looking at myself and you, know, you never know what the fuck you actually <gasps> think. Well, th- I'm actually yeah. fascinated about that because I mean, we talk about body image stuff with women so much. Yeah. But it it's very much so a male issue as well. Yeah. Um. Is it is like trying on clothes for you guys as terrible as it is for us? For us, we're large shirts and I'm ready to roll. Like, <laughs> like, do you find it like a taxing thing to like go ne- and get I, new clothes? I never do. You never. You, I'm oh, not you a just big don't shopper. Buy. Yeah, I'm not a big shopper. Like, I freaking. <laughs> You're like, I got my three shirts. I'm good. Basically, we'll rotate that. Dude, I brought like a suitcase to the freaking Halifax. I was only gonna stay here for like four months. I won't be able to seven months. But I brought like a suitcase full of shit and like. I didn't think twice. So I just had one suitcase. Yeah. Do you, do men do men compare your like? Do you guys compare yourself to other men? Look wise, yeah, maybe, yeah, I think so. But fool, that's a fool's errand. That's a freaking. I feel like fool's errand needs to be the episode title. Yeah, I say that a lot. I do say that a lot. <laughs> that's a fucking. Uh, that's a way to kill yourself. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you're like waking up every day and like you're looking at like your tall friend, like that fucking tall bastard. Like all my friends. Oh, are just, that yeah. right there. That, the height thing with men, it's height. All and, my friends are taller than me. And penis size, I think. Yeah, I don't know how big my friends' dicks are, but <laughs> I know they're taller than me. <laughs> ah! Yeah, I feel like, uh, oh, I heard on a podcast, it was like women, like there's, we're concerned about our hair, our skin, our makeup, our size, how our legs look. Like, like, like there's endless. And then with men, it's like height, um, penis size, and whether or not they're balding. 
yeah. are the three main ones. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. You got a big hat. I got a good head. I got a fucking curly locks, but. No, they're great. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> I like my curly, curly hair. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's thinning out, but that's fucking life. <laughs> he does like I'm standing my ground, but yeah. I, I'm curious about that because it's not talked about a lot about about men feeling um, insecure. Yeah, you get. I don't know. I, every guy gets insecure, I'm sure, unless they're fucking like I don't know, not insecure. <laughs> I don't know what that's like, but um, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I'd like to be taller, I'm, but I I don't know if I'm short necessarily. I don't know. Not, I, no, not, no. I'm just not tall. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very average. That's height. okay though. Yeah, but you guys are you guys are like good heights for girls. I don't know. For girls, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm short for we are, yeah. We are like guys don't like tall girls. Is that a thing? I don't know. I think guys like girls that are shorter than them. Yeah, they want to feel like the protector. Yeah, like they're in charge, kind of thing. Yeah, which which is great when you're when you're not tall, because like yeah, any guy will do unless unless I'm looking down. Yeah, like you're you're probably the an okay height. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. Some girls want to date like guys that are six five. Like some girls just want that shit. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. Okay, well we are getting we're we're getting close to two hours. Damn, um, Jesus. isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, we do have another segment though. All right. I'm curious to get to this one because we're gonna end, and I hope you're not gonna tell us at this point that you're an anti vaxxer Yeah, well, um, I but, but we are gonna get into. An unpopular opinion. Yeah, this might be unpopular. I don't know. Um, I think it probably is. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for an unpopular opinion. I'm not super into Cancel Canada today. I think that was a little wild. Ooh. I understand the point of view. Like, obviously, there's a lot of shit going on that we're discovering, and that's horrible. But just to, like, shit on this country completely, like, you know, freak, my, my parents have, like, some insane stories from where they grew up. You know, maybe that's my perspective. Like, if they grown up in like this insane communist dictatorship, that was just like people getting kidnapped off the streets. Like, and obviously, like obviously, Canada has a bit of a dark history as well. As do as does almost every single country in this world. If you go back far enough, like every single country, every single people have like some dark shit they they've perpetrated. And I just don't think we should like come. We should we should appreciate where we live. You know, but also like the indigenous communities that don't have water, they need water. So. But yeah. this goes back to the cancel culture thing, like yeah. where why does it have to be one or the other? Yeah, where's the gray area? Yeah. Where's the nuance? And like, I, I would agree. I mean, I think that was a weird thing, like this Canada Day, where like I didn't do anything. Um, I was like, oh fuck yeah, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh yes. Oh oh, that's right. We did we did go up in the water, but we didn't do anything crazy. We didn't get drunk. We didn't light up fireworks. Um, it is a strange thing where it's like if you if you have fun, people would be like, "Stop having fun!" Yeah, like <laughs> let, let, um, let people enjoy their freaking fireworks. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is a weird thing. I I do think it's it's very important for us to know about what happened and to do the research and reflect. Yeah, but you're right. This country has also done good things. Yeah, we've done some shit, very shitty things, and I think we are all like trying to figure out how to process yeah. that's the thing too it was so fresh when it happened yeah that it like was... can we not allow ourselves some processing time yeah like i was actually somebody who fucking loved canada day before yeah. before this like Dude, truly get drunk watch fireworks fuck i did better. two candidates in a row i actually did on this podcast i'd love to nah. I can't bring it back now but um maybe in a non-canada day format but we did we did centuries 
So we, we did like a, a century with beer. Oh, shots shit, like beer. 100 shots of beer. Yeah. That's fucking wild. I can't even, I can do like 90 it, and it die. It was so fun. It was so fun, but it was a Canada thing. And like, I've, yeah, I've, I used to go to the concerts. Loved it. It's a fun time. Didn't fucking know. Yeah, I, I knew there was. I knew there was bad shit like going on. I don't know. I kind of like that was like the quote there was like residential schools only closed in 1996. Like I knew shit was happening. Like I I just kind of I don't know. I I knew it was horrible. I knew it was bad, but not that bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But but it's it it, again. It it just goes back to like we we can we can be both. We don't have to be anti Canada. Yeah. Totally. That's the thing. Like. Um, like we could very much so be in worse places. Yeah, <laughs> that's, Jesus Christ. That's what we gotta realize. Like Canada's one of the best countries to be in the world. I would argue. Like, yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah. think of a better place to be born. <laughs> like statistically, I'm fucking hella happy I'm born here. Right, we're yeah, not so. in the states, guys. Yeah, not in the states. Um, Etai, this was lovely. Yeah, definitely had a good time. Oh I my would, uh, gosh, thank you so. Can you let the listeners know? Where they can follow you. Um, Itai Cooperman on Instagram. That's kind of it. I don't really use Twitter. I don't really do anything <laughs> else. But Itai Cooperman on Instagram is where I post all my shit. And uh, it's a bit of a ride if you follow me. But that's really it. And his and his DMs are open. Yeah, DMs are open. Feel free. Single I'll man talk, I'll talk here. all the time. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in Toronto by the time this gets, uh, this gets released. <laughs> Toronto women. Yeah. Th- fucking hit him up. Yeah, feel free. Hit him up. I was um, this was this was great. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. My pleasure. And Anytime. yeah, follow Etai. You know, go to a, go see him at a show. Cheer him on, and follow Intoxicated, and yeah. make sure you leave me a review because I would really really like those. Yeah, uh, I end these weird because I haven't done it in so long. But you get to ring that bell. We did it under two hours, bitch. Which is tight for a <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by the messiness of life.